Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, say, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. You've heard of all the services Victory Men's Health offers. Now it's even easier with their telehealth service. Whether it's weight loss, hormones, or micronutrient testing, you can be assessed in the comfort of your own home. It's easy by just going to victorymenshealth.com and clicking on telehealth. Pick the service you're interested in, and based on what service you are seeking, a lab draw kit will be shipped right to your home. Then a video telehealth consultation to discuss your results. Telehealth from Victory Men's Health. Victorymenshealth.com for more details. Must be a resident of Illinois or Missouri to use this service. Ninjabling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to ninjabling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shaft. They're back! Wait till you see the newly renovated Hot Shots Fenton. You're going to love the smoke-free environment featuring enhanced viewing options, a redesigned gaming area, live odds tickers and sports line boards, refreshed dark and pool table areas, and an all-new covered outdoor patio. Construction's finished, and the Hot Shots team can't wait to show off the new amenities throughout. Come see all the changes and visit them at hotshotsnet.com. You're going to love the new look. Hot Shots Fenton is now open. Pseudo Show Podcast. All right, let's hit it. Little listener discretion is advised. Rizzuto. 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 I'm doing great. Beautiful uh, hoodie there. Amberlin hoodie. Amberlin, yes, yeah. the band. I'm wearing Amberlin free hoodie. Yes. <laughs> yes. The best kind. Well, this one is, this hoodie I'm wearing here has stood the test of time. You've worn that for a very long time. Very long time. You will get a lot of freebies here as far as, you know, uh, shirts and swag. Yeah. This was, This was a good one. Definitely yeah. a good find. This was a good find, this one. That was one of the ones that, at the time, there that was like a pipe dream for me to fit into. I never would have ever imagined I'd be that size, and now I was like, oh, this one will grab one. I think I just got this because I was uh, the music director at the time. Probably. Should pass that, al- back in pass the, that uh, along to Donnie. Back in the day, <laughs> here at yeah. the point. Oh, speaking of Donnie, boy, he had me cracking up. I didn't realize he was such a Motley Crue hater. Yeah. At the end of the show yesterday, if you if you missed it, you know Donnie comes in. Hey man, did you see the dirt? You know that Motley Crue movie from uh, from Netflix. I hate Motley Crue. <laughs> and it was like, is it is it to the same level of him hating Bon Jovi? Uh, I don't know. Donnie Fandango hates Bon Jovi. 
When he said what he said, and it was along the lines of, they can kiss my ass, but it was like the more extreme version of that. Mm -hmm. He had some passion behind it. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, Donnie Fandango, Friday, I believe we have a week in rage coming up. That is happening. Yeah, huh? Yeah, he is very excited about that. So am I. Jeff? Yeah, I didn't realize he hated Motley Crue. Mm -hmm. I knew about Bon Jovi, which is unfounded. I don't know why. Love myself some Bon Jovi. <laughs> Come on, man. Slippery One Wet is a perfect album. If you think otherwise, well, you are mistaken. Uh, he hates uh, Four Non Blondes, that song, What's Up. Hates that song. And yep. I guess throw Motley Crue on the list. Mm -hmm. Apparently so. Yeah. His favorite band knows Striper, which is weird. Loves Striper. I don't even know if that's true or not. Is that true? I, I don't know. Okay. A Striper reference. Is it early? You made it to 608, which a is pretty good. Well, think about They're it. The, the religion ones, aspect. Yeah. Well, they were the, uh, the yeah. like the Christian rock, yeah, yeah. Uh, dressed like bumblebees. Black yeah, and gold. to hell with the devil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> to hell with the devil was that record? I think so, yeah. Or was that a song? That was their hit song, but I think that was the title. I'm not right. familiar Can, with the Striper catalog. You are oh. loosely using the word hit. Oh. <sighs> I'm Striper, pretty sure was there a hit song. I think that broke into top 500. Striper had, you know, they had their time, albeit brief. Mm -hmm. They may still be touring. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. Striper music, Striper tour. Let's see. Yeah, they, uh, they what got church, all kinds of what stuff. What church going or on. bowling alley will they be at next? <laughs> uh, Friday, May the 10th, they'll be at the Firmament in Greenville, South Carolina. Okay. The album was To Hell with the Devil. Okay. All right, well, the band Striper in the 80s had had their time. Their hit song was Honestly. Yeah, Motley Crue, I guess, uh, you know, with, with the release of uh, this this new movie on Netflix, The Dirt. Maybe there's going to be a bit of uh, a resurgence. I know they're not touring anymore. Now, th so they put out a song recently, within the past couple of days. It was a cover of Madonna's Like a Virgin. Uh-huh. I'm assuming that's old and they just released it now. Or is it new? I'm pretty sure it's new. So they got together and said, hey, let's do a song for the it. movie and let's make it be Madonna's Like a Virgin. I, I haven't hmm. heard it. Do you want me to pull it up? Uh, it's okay. So Motley Crue Like a Virgin. Have you heard it, Jeff? I have not. While he's pulling that up, Striper is actually in July going to be in St. Charles, Illinois. Oh, huh, but they okay. will be <laughs> at the Arcada Theater. Are you willing to travel? Heck yeah, Scott, I'm willing to, to travel. To Let Jesus Striper? take the wheel. Yeah. Just get on out there. We're gonna wait. It. We're gonna wait seven more seconds if that's okay with you. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I love bumblebees. Black and gold stripes. Wow, they were bigger than I remember. All right, ready? This is yep. a Molly Crew like a virgin. Somebody find out if this is new or not. It's on the dirt soundtrack, yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, it could have been something in the can from right. a long time ago. This is, this has got to be. All right, and this will be the only time I listen to this, by the way. I'm a fan, too. This is, okay, well. 
Here we go. Get it. Yikes. Vince. Motley Crue had their time, too. Yeah. I love the old stuff. Theater of Pain. Dr. Feelgood. Motley Crue is one of those bands to me where I'm like, I don't think I'm a Motley Crue fan. And then a song comes out, I'm like, ooh, I dig this one. Dude, you put on on Kickstart My Heart. Whoo, man, (laughs) we're driving fast. We're driving fast. We're going at least 70. Motley Crue, Motley Crue is also one of those bands where, like, uh, so watching The Dirt, all of a sudden, Shout at the Devil comes on. I go, oh, love that I, go song. I go, oh, my God, that's Motley Crue. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> a great song. That's a good tune. They recorded that in 2018. All right, so that's yeah, last new. year. That's last year, Jeff, doing Jeff, the math. Wait, Today is 2019. Are you doing kidding the math, me? That's yeah. last year. Hmm. Um, Interesting. I will say that Vince Neil's voice is not hmm, as strong as it once was. Which is... In his defense, nobody expects it to be because he's one of those guys like Axl Rose who abused the hell out of his voice. Mm -hmm. Your instrument. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean the abuse of 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 the the body that these guys put themselves through. He's also not the only guy in music that uh, takes some takes some liberty when it comes to uh, live performances. Yeah, somebody sent me. Well, somebody sent us this this video of. I guess this is from their their final tour. I believe so. Yeah, and this is uh, "Kickstart My Heart," one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> and this is Motley Crue well, live. You know who does this too? Uh, and self admittedly, our very own Moon does this. And you'll get you'll see what we're talking about here. Does what? Just listen to the audio of Vince Neil singing Kickstart My Heart here. Okay, here's Vince Neil, Motley Crue, Kickstart My Heart, live. Is it hand, 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 hand? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds out of breath. You know? Oh, well, I mean, he's also not in, in Vince Neil's shape like he was back then. I mean, he is a shape. And he still tries to do, <laughs> he still tries as best as he can to do what he does. Like, you know, he's kicking and he's running and he's jumping and. Kind of looks like a California raisin now. Oh. It's a prettier one. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in here now. Yeah. Now, what I mean, wow. our very own Moon does this, and I'm sure he could probably, if he was here, he would if tell you forget us, the words. Yeah, and not even if you forget the words, but sometimes you know that the crowd's going to sing a certain part oh, of it. Yeah, so you, you stick the microphone out, and you take have them a step sing. back, and you just let them go. Like I know he says when he plays with the with the dirt bags, and he does the whole tribute band thing. There are some songs where he doesn't know the lyrics to, or you forget. Yeah, maybe, yeah. That's and you when just you stick the mic out there, and you yeah. go, "You guys sing." You take guys it. take it. God, take it. And take it. Now, go. <laughs> you know the words. Here and we go. Out of and out of who? Take it. <laughs> let me, this is where you go, let me hear ya. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Jared Leto did a lot of that last time there at the but amphitheater. Listen, he did a lot of that. When you're seeing them live, again, this is this is, you know, us watching it on video. When you're in a live setting, I'm sure it's a lot different. You got the music going, the pyro, it's you know, you don't care. Hey, it's Molly Crew. Molly F and Crew. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise says, known as the crew. Somebody says, Yeah, you know what we should do? We should only pay half the price since we're only hearing half the lyrics. <laughs> a lot of it's gibberish. Yeah, but it might be. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, Vince Neil. I like the dirt. I thought it was good. Very entertaining. I thought too. A lot thought of nudity. A lot of nudity. Did you finish watching it? Not yet. I will this weekend, though. About 45 minutes in. All right. That's yeah, it's good. Thing. Not too bad. Oh, you saw uh, Us last night. Yes. The, uh, the Jordan Peele movie. Yeah. Which, mixed reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mixed reviews. I, I Did very well at the box office. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth watching, uh, but it's not. There's like there's definitely the flow isn't that perfect in the film. Because uh, I did like Get Out, that was great. Yeah. Uh, out of ten, what do you give it? I'd give it a seven. Oh, seven. That's still. I mean, it's still yeah, pretty it's still good. pretty damn good. Because mm-hmm. it's it's really entertaining and visually stunning. One of the coolest looking films I've seen in ages. Uh huh. Beautiful film, and the performances were awesome, but. There's this kind of, you know, they, they build it up as this giant scary film, like the scariest one ever, and it's really a thriller. It's not scary. That's hmm. that's that's what I heard. Yeah. I heard that, like, uh, you see a lot of the, oh, my God, this is terrifying, parts are in the trailer. Like, that. that is, like, yeah. the, the real scary, scary stuff is in the trailer. Hmm. But it's more, like, psychological. There's a lot of uh, racial tones in it, like... You know, uh, very, very empowering to the African American community and their struggles, yeah. and 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 it really dives into it to where I actually saw online that I saw one of my buddies, who uh, who I I respect their opinion and everything. He posted, and and this is a quote: "Us white people, this isn't for you." Really? Did you yeah. feel that? Uh, no, I just thought it was. Uh, I think Hollywood's done a poor job of. Giving offering, I guess, a family, a black family on screen that's really entertaining and intriguing to watch and see them go through problems and overcome it. And Hollywood's historically been bad at offering that for young kids to see and have something to look up to, a hero kind of character. Well, Jordan Peele said, I think, I think yesterday, said that don't expect him to to make a movie starring a white person. Yeah, I'm I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I Which, mean, do you have a problem with that? I don't no, have a problem with that. No, I think, I think it's good. Like, this was actually cool because it had a black family and then his best friend was a white family, so it showed them getting along. stars. Like, it's fine. Like it, A good movie is a good movie. Yeah. I don't care. And uh, and for once uh, in Hollywood, a black lead could be married to a black lead. Like, most of the time, it's Denzel's married to some smoking hot white chick, or, you know, or a Latino girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're right. never allowed to have a black wife. So finally, it's a black family that's awesome. I saw I saw somebody else post that it's very and not not anything plot related, but it's it's very sixth sense where you see it yeah. once, you, 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 it's not a movie you go back and watch. Like they say, yeah. like this once you see it, there's a couple of scenes you have to go back and watch because yeah. they're hilarious. Like they <laughs> like they say basically, Riz, like this is a um, sixth sense signs. Like if you see the ending. It's one of those movies where it's like, oh yeah. yeah, you can't. It's not an Avengers where you, you know what's happened, but you can go back yeah. and see it. I have his quote. If you what want. do you say? 
He says, I get to I get to cast black people in my movies. I feel fortunate to be in this position where I can say to Universal, I want to make a $20 million horror movie with a black family. And they said, yes, quote, I don't see myself casting a white dude as the lead in any in my movie. Not that I don't like white dudes, but I've seen that movie already. So that's was he just talking smart. about the us movie or was he talking no, about in general movies? in general because right, well, he talks about his power in Hollywood. He's very successful. Yeah. Jordan Peele's married to a white chick, too. Christina Peretti. Oh, wow. Isn't that her name? That The uh, girl from uh, Brooklyn? Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Yeah. No way. Wow. Oh, they're in a commercial together. Uh, what's her name? That's we not her no name, way. is wow. it? I think that is. At least that's her last name. <laughs> but yeah, he, he did a great job. Chelsea Peretti. Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea. Peretti, yes. What does she look like? Uh, I will pull up a say. picture for you. And this film Let has me see. Tim Heidecker from the Tim and Eric show. And that guy is That's ridiculous. your hero. Yeah, he's a funny man. Oh, yeah. See, like that picture, she doesn't look, like, stunning. Is she on the right? Yes. And yeah. then in this picture, you're like, whoa. Okay, I know she is, yeah. She's great. She actually just left Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which sucks, but... Yeah. Oh, how's your dad, by the way? Your dad had hip surgery yesterday. He's good. He didn't want to see me yesterday, but he's good. Oh, <laughs> so he's feeling, back to normal. So he's yeah. back to- what do you mean he didn't want to see you? Uh, when I talked to him, I said, hey. Is he home? I said, no, he's he's still at the hospital. I said, hey, you up for some visitors? And he goes, you can see me tomorrow when I'm at home. I said, okay. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a his age thing. Because my father-in-law was like that. My dad was like that, Scott, too. Scott brought up a very good point this morning. And I know you were kind of joking, but I think it, it, he doesn't want me to see him like that, laid up and not yeah. able to walk around. Right. And, yeah, you I, know. Think th- I think that's a guy it's thing. It's a bravado thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, I was never, back when I still had Crohn's disease. Um, when I was in the hospital, I, I didn't really, I wasn't a huge fan of people coming to see me. I mean, it's no. not a dick move. It's just a, you know, I know I look like crap. I know I feel like crap. I know once you get here, you're going to be like, hey, how's it going? And then everybody stands around and stares at each other. <laughs> I get that. With yeah. Him, you know, this is, remember, this is the guy that almost cut his head off and then drove himself to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was he? And before he cleaned up the job site, by the way. Right. Was he? And had a heart attack on the way. Yeah, the guy <laughs> took a, a buzz saw to the head and drove himself to the hospital. Right. Um, was he loopy when he talked to him? A little bit, not much, uh, because I, I, you know, my mom was giving me kind of text updates as to how the day was going and everything, and uh, she texted me and said, "Hey, just out of recovery, getting into the room now." And I knew, at least from previous experience, a you don't really know what's going on, and b you definitely don't want to talk to anybody at that point. So I gave it about an hour, and then I Facetime with the kids so they could see him, and. When he was talking, you know, I go, hey, here's Gabby. And he goes, how you doing, baby girl? And I was like, oh, oh, oh. hey, dad. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I said. And that surgery takes a while, too, doesn't it? Two hours. It took two hey, that's hours. a new hip. Mm-hmm. It's his second one. His second new hip. So in the past four years, maybe five, my dad has had shoulder replacement, both knees, and now both hips. Wow. Damn. And just so you guys know, on Monday, uh, Tony recorded John doing the Freak of the Week. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. So we have the three ads for tomorrow, by the way. Yeah. Oh, good. Can't stop that. No. Some, some little no. surgery action. And again, it's the, you know, I guess it's the, you could say it's the test run of the, the travel system for everything. Since he's all laid up now, the next couple of weeks. Oh, we'll have to do it from there. I'm going there. That's fine. That's fine. I believe tomorrow uh, we will have a comedian Todd Glass in studio. Oh, oh nice. wow. That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, I'd like him here for the Freak of the Week. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Do we know what time he's going to be here? I think he's going to be here around 8 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, I thought it was 8. Right on. We'll make it happen, Scott. Central. All right. Central with the C. I love Todd Glass. I'm a fan. Remember him from uh, one of the first, well, the first season or two of uh, Last Comic Standing. Like he was one of the OG Last Comic Standing. Guys. Oh, one of the contestants. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Cool. Oh, yeah. And he's on Tosh now, isn't he? Yeah, he does a segment on Tosh, which is yeah. very funny. He's funny. So uh, Todd Glass yeah. in studio tomorrow. Yeah, it says around eight a.m. Yeah, sometimes when, for we, the when we hit these guys with the uh, with the freak of the week thing. And I think he'd be cool with it. I definitely think he would be cool with it. I yeah. think he'd be cool with it. You go, man, are these guys going to be cool with this segment? I'll tell you what, one of the biggest wild cards ever was John Lovitz, and he was, he rolled with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. he did. You're right. I remember which, which, face I, we, on the first one. The like, first one, he was like, what is ah. this? Where am I? And then by the second one, he was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, he was cool with it. So uh, Todd Glass. And is he, he's at what, what comedy club this weekend? Let me see here. I want to say helium. <laughs> <laughs> he is helium. There's a Todd Glass doctor here in St. Louis. Thank you, Scott. You're welcome. Todd Glass is at helium. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> He's got shows Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, huh? Yes. And uh, here tomorrow, uh, 8 a.m. for the Craigslist Freak of the Week. Nice. Fantastic. Hey, you know, I, I, I'd love to go see him this weekend. Uh, man, but I, my, my schedule is... Jammed? Jam-packed. Uh, how what are you doing tomorrow night, Thursday night? I'm sleeping for Friday show. Oh, well, I was going to say, we could take off Friday. No. That'll help. No. I mean, that free would up probably your schedule be, that just would a little bit if we started at 8. Action. No, we no. We were off last week. Um, now, Friday, spring hockey for my son starts. I got that. That's so exciting, man. Saturday is the uh, elementary school uh, uh, trivia night. And then my buddy uh, Jeremy, his birthday is uh, this weekend, and he wants to go for a bike ride. Oh, Nice. Okay. Bike ride. Which will be fun. Yeah, it's a couple uh, couple couples, you know, adults only, I guess, uh, you know, bike riding up to some of the wineries. Oh, that'd be awesome. Is that the Katy Trail? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'll be nice. That'll be fun. I like, times, yeah. I like riding a bike. Do you, wear, do, you, do you guys, you guys do the helmets too, right? <laughs> I don't know what that reaction means. Oof. Is that a yes or a no? That's a you. You Oof. do a motor. So you do a, a football helmet, right? <laughs> leather. Kansas City Chiefs football helmet. <laughs> no, I wear leather. So Old school great. leather helmet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Do you think I wear a helmet? Yes, you wear a helmet. Of course you do. Because no. you gave me you gave me crap for almost an hour when I first bought a bike and didn't wear a helmet. So yes, you do. Got to protect the melon, mm-hmm. Jeff. That's right. With the speed, I will, uh, I'll be riding. How funny would it be if you were, hey, for my birthday, I want everybody to get together, get on your bikes, we're going to ride the Katy Trail, and we're going to hit up some wineries, and you show up full Lance Armstrong. <laughs> 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 oh, that that so helmet funny. that's ridiculous, <laughs> looks like a teardrop on your head. And there's a lot of that in our area, isn't there? A lot I am of the- sponsored by the, uh, by the post office. <laughs> Oh man, there, there. Uh, even, even out by me, because you know <laughs> my neighborhood is kind of like it's, it's 
populated, but there's areas where there's like uh-huh. just long stretches of road where people bike ride. And if you get behind one of those groups, oh, oh yeah. boy. Oh, yeah. oh, well, where Jeff and I live, I mean, there are a ton of bike trails, really which is, is great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have the belt where I could put the uh, water bottles. Yeah, the boy. You know, on that my, is on a my hot back. look, too, man. You know, yeah. look at you, man. Just in you case I need to be and hydrated. Whistles and uh, but you know, I, I hadn't. I, I do enjoy riding my bike. Yeah, and uh, I hadn't ridden, you know, over the uh, over the winter winter months. So I I took my bike yesterday down to go get tuned up, and I brought it into the bike shop. I said, "Hey, can I get her tuned up? You know, check the brake pads and make sure everything's cool." And they said, oh, "Cool, we could look at it on uh, April 16th." Okay, so you dropped it off. Nope. And, nope. <laughs> <laughs> You could probably get some teenage kid from the neighborhood to do it. To look at my bike? Yeah. Just make sure everything's tight and where it's supposed to be. He did wind up, you know, taking a quick uh, look-see. But the uh, the bike guy said that, you know, as soon as the sun came out, the weather yeah, got warm. Imagine. It was. Yeah. Yeah. They just slip, Everybody slip brought their and say, up. hey, how about an upgrade? <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad Can idea. Can we make this happen today? You're I should right. have done that. Yeah. What do you, we need to do to make this happen today? You have a... Uh, a Schwinn, yes. I was just, I was, well, okay. You have like a legit like gear shifting. Yeah, I bike. do. Yeah, I do. Okay. I was gonna say, I was like, I don't need to do that for mine, right? Mine's just a cruiser. Like, I didn't buy anything, you know, for performance. I just bought it for, hey, instead of jogging, here's a bike. No, I got the ones with, with the gears and, yeah, and stuff and the gears and the whatnot yeah, and the whatnots. And yeah. um, I went uh, uh, a trail riding. Uh, First time ever with uh, with one of my buddies went to Castlewood yeah. and uh, almost died okay. and said never <laughs> fall off a cliff. Okay. Was this down off of Al Foster? Down there? I have no idea. <laughs> I know I know the area you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was there actually yesterday for a trail run and uh, three dudes uh, on uh, mountain bikes said hello to me right as uh, I was uh, finishing up and said hello and told me to tell you guys all. Oh home. hey yeah. hey guys. One of the guys said they watch on their TV through the YouTube thing every morning. Oh, that's nice. Well, this was one of those, hey, man, where, you know, I, I know you got a new bike. This was uh, maybe two or three years ago. Now, and now uh, you got a new bike. Why don't you come, uh, you know, we go trail riding. So, yeah, man, never <laughs> done it before. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they got special tires, and I don't. <laughs> I have some. I just leave them at the bike shop. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to keep up with the pack. And some of these, some of these trails are narrow. Mm-hmm. And there's a large drop off, you know, one side. And I went down a hill and <laughs> hit the brakes, and pff, bike came out from underneath me. You yelled never again before you cut up my hands. Uh, nice. Yeah, you know, just trying to brace myself from dying, trying to not slide off the cliff. Having a great time. Great time. Let's but how it. many calories did you burn? Yeah. <laughs> and you know how many times I've done it since? Zero. Castlewood? And never again. Oh, man. So. How many never again things do you have? There's a There's got to be a good list of them, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, do you stick to that list? Like, have you ever said never again and then done something again? Well, or is it pretty firm? It's 90% firm. Okay. I'd like to know. If you could think of anything where you've never again and then again, <laughs> I would like to know what that is. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I did never again? And I again. <laughs> uh, it's the greatest line ever. What's the uh, the the stair climb? Master the Met. Master yeah, the Met. Yeah. You're right. You did. You did that a second time after I you did. never again did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just a handful of years ago. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh yeah, that was the time where you all th- you three did it. You, Jeff, and Moon did it when I was out of town. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you left town so you didn't have to do it. That was <laughs> so smart. And that's uh, the Met building. It was the fight for air climb, yeah. the, uh, yeah. the the uh, lung association. Yep. And that's coming up, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's actually it Saturday, I believe. Oh. Yeah, it is Saturday. Yeah, it is in March. I remember the first time I did it. it was it 40, 40 stories? 42 flights of steps. Yeah. I was a smoker the first time I did it. Yeah. And I tried to escape halfway through. They locked the doors. You can't take the elevator. I think one of the last years I DJed that gig, I almost got in a fight with a homeless guy. Do you remember that story? Because he came up smoking. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, this is this is a, this is like a lung disease event. Like, if you could just step over there and smoke. And he goes, you're going to tell me where I could smoke outside. And I go, okay, okay let's have a good day. All right. This was, Thank so you. you. He you is go, home. You were in the stairwell. I don't know if you, you may have seen the commercials. They're running commercials. Now, or heard about the event, but you're in the stairwell, and you, you climb the 42 the forty two stories up to, uh, is it Windows on the World, or? No, I, I, I forgot this. what it is. Um, yeah, but that stairwell is very, very narrow. Yeah. If you remember, it's, it's if somebody wants to pass you, you got to scoot over. That's oh, yeah. how narrow it is, as far as air in there. And this is, uh, this is after, you know, firefighters do this. Wearing full gear. Yeah. Oh, it was Kemal's, but they just moved. Huh. On the top of the map? Yeah. They just moved. Now they're in Westport, but it was Kemal's restaurant. Yeah, firefighters in full gear oxygen tanks. The real heroes. Yeah, I think some of them do it more than once. Too. Yeah, go up, you know, without an issue. How about the ultimate runners? The guys that, like you said, that, that do it more than once. There was one guy that did it three times, yeah. and each time was under six minutes. I did it twice. In a row? Separated by a year. But I did do it twice. So I said, ah, how hard is this? Stairs. (laughs) I think by uh, floor three, I was trying to get out. Yeah, you definitely uh, feel it immediately. Immediately. And you can do, as you're in that line waiting to hit the bottom of the stairs, you can have all the I mean, planning there, in your head you want. You there want. are hundreds of people that do this. And yeah. you, you wait, and they tell you to go, and you you know, you know start climbing the stairs. And in that stairwell, I guess the oxygen gets sucked out. Oh, I don't know. If, it's hard to breathe. The people that put it on say, if you do not go within the first 100 people, you're done. Like, there, there is zero oxygen when you walk in there. And I don't care who you are, and I don't care what you say, and I, I, I bet both of you guys can can agree with me on this. You sit there, and you go with the, this game plan, and you go, I'm going to walk quickly the first couple stairs, and then maybe I'll start jogging. When you get to that first stair, you all of a sudden speed up it, yeah. and by the time you get to the second floor, you go, oh, my God, what the what? hell did oh I just God, do? I got, what was I I got 40, 40 yeah. stories to go. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you get, get caught you up never in the again. You never again before the actual finish line. Right. Uh, well, no, as he crossed, as I crossed, I said never again. Right. Yeah. Directly into the camera. There's a camera crew. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, Riz, I'm standing there. What do you think?" And I literally said, "Never again." Never again. With yeah. a camera in my face. And then six, seven years later, you did, did it. it again. I did it. Dang. I did it. You know why? For me. I did it for me. <laughs> he for didn't. Me. Do it. He didn't do it for the for the ALA. No, I did. I did it for them too. But mostly for him. For him, guys. I did it for them too. Did it for your lungs. I wanted to prove to myself that was, uh, you know, that was a low point. The only thing I've never again and then again is something that I said nevered. I said I would never run a competitive race. And you didn't. And I've done it a bunch now. I got one on Saturday that I'm doing. Well, that Master of the Met, 
Uh, I think after the third or fourth floor, as like you know, little kids are passing me on the stairwell, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and feeling like crap. I'm like, I'm bailing out. Yeah, you got a 12 year old running past you backwards, going, ha ha. And I tried to get onto one of the floors, and the doors were locked. <laughs> Here's the funny thing about that story: <laughs> is that's a very funny story to tell, but it's completely true. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, like you would legit. I'm not, I'm not embellishing. You legit wanted to bail out and tried to bail out. I tried. I tried to quit. I said, you got to be kidding me. The door's locked. I was going to take the elevator up. <laughs> hey, the door's locked. I can't take the elevator. Great. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> but the uh, the next time I did it, yeah, six years later or something, I, I made it. I made a very proud moment. And then I said, never again. And I'm sticking to it. Seriously, I never guys. again uh, <laughs> skydiving. Yeah. Never again stand-up comedy. I think that one might be one that you never again again. I think I think that one. I think the right circumstance comes up, and I think you you do it again. We'll see. Because as much as it was mental torture for you, you love the fact that you killed it. Uh, what else have I never again? I don't know. Things will come to me. Uh, you probably will never again stay in a bungalow or whatever you did on that vacation one time. Oh yes. Hmm. When my wife booked the quote unquote eco vacation. <laughs> That's it. The eco vacation. <laughs> <laughs> When we go to Mexico, we get to the resort, and I said, where's the bell got to take my bags? Oh, no, I'm sorry. You got to uh, hike your, your bag a quarter mile into the woods, and uh, here's your bungalow. Hope you brought flashlights. You'll be staying under mosquito nets for <laughs> the next seven days. Okay. <laughs> That's a vacation where your wife just keeps going, but look at the view. <laughs> we talked about that. When we were last week, she goes, didn't we have a good time? I said, yeah, it was memorable. Where were you staying? Was it like a yurt or where were you staying? I, I think it was uh, it was a yurtish. Uh, low rent yurt. It was it's, a, uh, it's never good when you refer to somebody, something as yurtish. It was, there was a thatched roof. <laughs> was it over the water though? It was right next to the water. I mean, it was, you know, you could kind of, you know, fall asleep to the crashing waves. That's pretty awesome. Like it was beautiful, but it was at the beautiful. same time, it really was. You sacrifice some beauty for some, you know, luxury. At yeah, times. yeah, maybe. Uh, I got to take a door that locks over being right next to the ocean. I read uh, <laughs> three novels that uh, that trip. Uh, you'd go to sleep when the sun went down and got up when the sun went up. And you'd have to hike into, uh, into town for food Oof. along a Mexican road. Do they charge the same price as a normal hotel? Or hort- a hotel. Well, I can't say that a word. Hortel. A hotel. I don't know where his mind is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have Do they charge the same price? Go back to listen to Striper. What? <laughs> was the same kind of price on that? I have no idea. Oh. Say that's he was a just racket. told to show up. I was just, yeah. How were your accommodations? I was, I was promised a vacation. They're a bit yurtish. <laughs> and by the way, everybody was naked on the beach. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody. I'm going to ask, including you. Uh, I did not get naked, but I have been to a nude beach. And you participated? Oh, yeah. Look at you. I that I would have put that under the never again or never evered. Hmm. Like, I figured you would be the guy where you would walk in, and not because you're insecure about anything, but you'd walk up and you'd go, nope, nope, nope. Uh, there is a uh, nude beach uh, somewhere in New Jersey, and uh, a buddy and I are like, yeah, let's go. Probably hot chicks there. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. 
You've I seen. Had to have been, had to have been 17, you know, 16, yeah. 17 years old. And you had to hike, you know, from the parking lot about a, a mile, you know, to this beach. Hot chicks, guys. And, and no, just. Uh, it's not Baywatch, that's just, for sure. Just uh, a lot of gay men. Huh. A lot of gay men. A lot of men that are gay. And uh, piercings in places I don't know could be pierced. <laughs> I've been to one. It was over in uh, it was overseas on the other side of the pond, and I do remember going. Yeah, this ain't Baywatch. Yep, this is not what I expected. Yeah, from, from I will give you a dollar to put that back on. From from <laughs> everything that I've heard from a couple of people that have gone when they've gone out of out of the country, have said it's it's first off, it's a lot of older folks, mm-hmm. and, yes, like, yes, and like yes. older folks by going like. We're talking borderline elderly going, yeah. I don't care anymore, so I'm going to do it. And there is a lot of gay men. And and it's just, I we don't I didn't see a lot of gay men. I mean, I didn't see a lot of gay men. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, when I was in the uh, D- Dominican uh, <laughs> some years ago, uh, it, topless beaches, and there were some, some very nice-looking women. European. Yeah. Where it's not, you know, really a thing. It's not really a... Yeah, it's, it's not a no-big deal. Yeah. It's a no-big deal. Yeah. Especially, or you're talking just the topless part, right? Just the topless. Oh, yeah. gosh. Are, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. You remember the story. You settled down. You no, know, yeah. no. I'm saying, <laughs> do you remember did. the story when we were in Cancun for one of our honeymoons? And uh, and Ju- Julie was pregnant and uh, had just basically found out. So she's going through all the, the morning sickness. Remember this? And she would say, hey, go to the gift shop and get me some crackers or whatever. Uh, constantly, the entire time we were there. And I walked through... You know, obviously the pool area to get from point A to point B. And there was a family there with twin daughters laying out topless. And there was zero chance that they were old enough to be like that in public, if you know what I mean. Why? And nobody cared. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not a thing. Because of what we're talking about. It's not a thing. Nobody cared. Nobody cared at all. In crazy. Europe, it's not a thing. And I found out that they were from Germany. I found out later they were from Germany. We're so prudish here, aren't we? I know. <laughs> Boobs. Take your tops off. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Jeff Burton. You know I love to be outside. You know I love to hike and trail run. Got together with the Missouri Department of Conservation, 1057thepoint.com slash hiking. Uh, go there and check out what I'm doing with them. We're going to have some fun in the next couple of months. Also, go get their app from wherever you get your apps, Missouri Department of Conservation app, and uh, find all the amazing trailheads and all the amazing state parks around you. You can type in what you like to do outside. I like to do hiking. Boom, I find all these amazing areas to get outside. 1057thepoint.com slash hiking. Hey, this is Matt Eisman, host of American Ninja Warrior. And you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. And I got one thing to say. Happy birthday, Riz. All right, welcome back to the phone number 3146-WALKER, 314-692-5537. Cameras and chat room, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. And the socials, at R-I-Z-Z show, emails, rizshow, 1057thepoint.com. Uh, DJ on Twitter brings up uh, you know, a valid point here. And we're talking about Jordan Peele and talking about King Scott seeing his, uh, seeing his new movie, Us. And what was the quote? He was quoted as saying, and I'm going to paraphrase here, and Jeff's got the exact quote, about, you know, he's not going to cast a white person in the lead role in one of his movies. Yeah, he was asked about his power in Hollywood. He said, the way I look at it, I get to cast black people in my movies. I feel fortunate to be in this position. I don't see myself casting a white dude as the lead in my movie. Not that I don't like white dudes, but I've already seen that movie. Right. And I'm, I'm looking on Twitter, and, and you know he's being called a racist for saying that. And DJ writes, are you kidding me with that ish? 
Let a white movie producer say that. And uh, and watch the uh, black community lose their freaking minds. You guys really can't think that's okay. I think I said, listen, it's his movie. He can do what he wants. Is that a cool thing to say? I mean, but this film, he casted, it's, I guess, not the lead, but Tim Heidecker is, what, the third or fourth bill in the film? I, I also think that it doesn't really matter. Like, it's not like he said, I will absolutely not cast yeah. white people. End of story. He said, I don't see myself casting a white person as the lead. And that's fine. That's up to him. Who, I wouldn't we, say we, it. We always say, we always say that. But but still, though, you're, you're not a director. And, and we always say, if he's not the right person for the role, then he's not the right person for the role. Is it a good movie? Is it a good movie? Good movie's a good movie, yeah. Regardless of who's starring in it, black guy, white guy, Asian guy. I think I I think I'm the same way as you, Riz, in that if he wants to think that, that's cool, that's fine, it's his gig, he can do whatever he wants, but saying it makes you sound kind of douchey. It could make you sound kind of douchey to yeah. some people. And uh so you know why open that uh, you know up? some people are gonna be offended by it. Yeah, why open that and book? And you're gonna up? lose a portion of the uh of the public just by saying that. Just even even on Twitter, if you search his name. There's a ton of people giving him flack for what he said, calling him racist. Yeah. And you know, hey, if the roles were reversed, you know, uh, you know, it'd be a whole different story and he'd be crucified. And I also don't think he cares though. Well, it's he should in this care. day and age, that is dumb. But not as to a care. creative, it's a bummer he mm. would limit himself because you're putting yourself already in a weird I also hate the here. nevers. Yeah. Like I would never do this. So I would never do that. It doesn't make sense. He didn't for say never. He didn't say never though. He said, I don't see myself. It's close to a never. Close. That's close to an ever. Yeah. I want to bring this up. Um, so, concert tickets. There's a lot of great shows coming to town. A lot of great shows coming to town this uh, this this spring and summer. And concert tickets, especially on the secondary market, you know, if something's sold out or you're trying to go to, you know, a, a place like SeatGeek, could be, could be pretty expensive. I don't know if you've ever tried to buy tickets on, on a mm-hmm. thing like SeatGeek. Mm-hmm. For a sold-out show. But um, I guess that website, SeatGeek, looked at how much secondhand tickets cost in America's 50 biggest cities. The lowest is in Norfolk, Virginia, where the average ticket will cost you 85 bucks. This is on the secondary market. And if you want to go on the secondary market for these resellers, in Vegas, average price, 206 bucks a ticket. I was going to say, I bet that's outrageous. Do they bring in a good crowd at their at their NHL games in Vegas? I think so. Yeah. Because remember, we were we were talking about that before the, the last season started, their inaugural season. And we said the first year is probably going to be huge, but it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see the second and third year. Is it a touristy thing? Is it a local thing? And they looked at uh, some of the most expensive concerts, like specifically in St. Louis, the highest ticketed thing on the secondary market was Paul McCartney back in November of 2012. Remember, he played, was that, did he play Bush? Mm-hmm. The average ticket went for 481 bucks Good to go see Paul McCartney him. back in November of 2012. Was that at Bush? I actually was not in town at that point. I'm not sure. November, I can't see a show at Bush in November, right? Was it just this past year, or when was it? 2012. 2012. Or was he at Chaffetz? Saint Not Chaffetz, uh, at uh, Enterprise. Oh, Scott Trade. Yeah, it was, it was Scott Trade at the time, but yes. 481 bucks. Damn. 
Damn. Uh, after through 38 home games, Vegas ranked 12th in the league in, in home attendance. That's not bad. Oh, that's good. No, not at all. They're uh, average 18-3. That's so, good. Yeah, 18308. Who do you think is number one? Home attendance in the NHL. Uh, the Rangers. No, the Rangers are, I saw them, but they're uh, Chicago's number one. Eh. Chicago. Was it Chicago? Rangers are 19th. Oh, wow. Yeah, 17 3. Huh. All right, here's crap on celebrities. The Rizzuto Show. Crap on celebrities. All right, time to find out what's going on in the world of music and entertainment with your crap on celebrity. It's brought to you by Amco Ranger, protecting people and property from pests since 1965. And since you talked about that whole ticket reselling uh, thing, uh, Metallica and the San Francisco Symphony last played together in 99 at a concert that was recorded and filmed for that S&M album and DVD. They announced they're going to do it again September the 6th, and they now added a second show on September the 8th. Why? Because bots bought, bought up all of the tickets ah, for the reselling. And it was supposed to be just for fan club members, so they're doing this second one on September the 8th, and all of these tickets will go to uh, club members only. So it was like a an early uh, an early sale for fan club members on the first one, but bots got it instead. So they're going to be the first acts to perform at... Uh, that, well, the, what's going to be the Golden State Warriors NBA teams, their new their new place in the One fall. of the coolest Metallica shows I ever saw was they played the Roseland Ballroom in New York many, many years ago uh, when they put out their covers album. Remember they had a covers album, Garage Days? Oh, yeah. It's yeah. where Turn the Page and Whiskey in a Jar were where those songs were on that record. And... Uh, so they just oh, did yeah, all- Garage Inc. Sorry, yeah. Garage Inc. Yeah. Where they just had, uh, so they just played covers, and they had a Metallica cover band open up for them. Did they really? Uh-huh. That's hilarious. And I believe, and I want to say the, the cover band was called Alcoholica. That's hilarious. So Metallica had a Metallica cover band open up for That's them. really funny. Genius. Uh, Wendy Williams uh, has been pretty upfront about her battle with booze and living in a sober house recently. Uh, She actually talked about it a couple times on her show. I have been living in a sober house. After I go to the Pilates, I go to several meetings all around town in the tri-state area. And I see my brothers and sisters caught up in their addiction. It's the brothers and sisters caught up in the struggle. And it's been really interesting, um, this ride. Mm. So uh, she also goes on to say about what her day is like. She goes and basically stares at the wall in her sober home. She she says that in this clip here. And we talk and read and talk and read, and then I get bored with them. (sighs) Doors locked by 10 p.m., lights out by 10 p.m. So I go to my room, and I stare at the ceiling, and I fall asleep to wake up, to come back here to see you. That is my truth. And unfortunately, she was uh, hospitalized on Monday. She was found drunk by her team just hours after checking out of that sober living facility. So, struggle to definitely... Well, I mean, she found out uh, that her husband possibly has a kid with his mistress. It may may not be... uh, drive just about anybody to drink. Yeah. So she was immediately taken to a local hospital. They gave her an IV with vitamins, minerals, helped sober her up. And like you said, side piece, allegedly, alleged side piece, having an alleged baby may, may 
possibly have uh, led to that. She's supposed to be back on the air very, very soon. Production staff said they are, quote, taking it one day at a time. So we'll see, man. Hopefully she can get past the addiction. Uh, Former baseball player Jose Canseco had just recently come out and said his ex-wife was given the business to Alex Rodriguez very recently. Like right before the whole announcement of their engagement came out. Well, yeah, when, when the engagement was announced, Jose Canseco went on Twitter and said, stop cheating on J-Lo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the ex-wife, uh, she denies it. And uh, it just seems like some people just don't want the two of them to be happy because now there is a Playboy model who claims that A-Rod was hitting her up just weeks before he proposed. Her name is Zoe Gregory. And uh, uh, she told the... One of these tabloids. Let me see what she looks like. Well, if you're going to look her up, one more time. Let's give her her. Let's give you her professional name. Okay. Which is Robin with two B's, Banks with an X. And be careful what it's, you pull up. Let me hit Banks. images Banks. and Robin. Okay, Banks. there she be. Be careful. Why? Because she's done some parring. Okay. Wait. And how old is this woman? I, I have no idea. Robin Banks. Robin Banks with an X. Is that her? Uh, she is definitely blonde, but that's much more age. That's she's aged a bit. If that's her, from what I saw this morning, that looks like a woman. Well, in here, her, look up her, her real name. Look up her real name, Zoe Gregory. Okay, that is not the same person. That's not the same person. Yeah, let me hmm. see. Let me be the judge of that, because that's who we see there. That could be her mom. It almost looks like. Uh, yeah. It's not the same person. No, it's not the same person. It says here that she has done some porn under her professional name of Robin Banks. So, anyway. Robin uh, Banks. How funny is that? What a great name. That is. He says, she says, while getting ready to marry her, he was asking me for sex videos, demanding we hook up and asking me to make arrangements with other girls. He was doing it right up to the point where he proposed to her. Which isn't fair, so I guess she needs to come out and tell everybody. Yeah, if you look at this uh, Robin Banks uh, woman, you go, uh, if I saw her at a, at a you know, grocery store, you go, that's that's a chick that probably does porn. Yeah. Yeah, I would right? agree with that. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. There she is. That's her. So that's doing, some of her work? That's her doing work. Yeah. <laughs> Artist. You avert your eyes, Scott. I will. I don't we want dropped in on her at work, and this is what she was doing. I don't want you seeing that kind of stuff, Scott. <laughs> Uh, tell me if this, if you guys think that she's making a bit too much of this. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell recently said that back when she was on The View, and if you remember, that didn't go well. She got into it with this uh, Elizabeth Hasselbeck uh, a handful of times. Uh-huh. And she recently came out and said that she had a little bit of a crush on Elizabeth. Uh, on, on Elizabeth was one of the OG View women. Right? And Yeah, and she's fairly religious or pretty damn religious, she at least now. She was the conservative on the show, okay. on the panel. Yeah, so Rosie just in some interview a handful of days ago just offhandedly said, hey, you know, back when we used to argue all the time, kind of had a crush on her. And she thought maybe that Elizabeth might be a little bit gay. I thought that was in a book. There's a book coming out. Or maybe about, she was talking about, about the, the book women, in the interview. That could about be. About the women of the view. That, that could be. It's very possible. So anyway, it was just a kind of an offhanded comment. And she said, look, nothing ever happened with it. But I also think she might be a little bit gay because she was an athlete. Okay. Oh, she played softball. She played softball. Yes. So therefore, she could be a little bit gay, according well, to Rosie O'Donnell. Well, basically, she said, if she's a little bit good at softball, then she may be a little bit gay. Right. And she said she had a crush on her. And... I, I don't... Is it that big of a deal that she said that? No. Elizabeth so Hasselbeck really, really, really dug in on this. Okay. So this is uh, Elizabeth Hasselbeck 
from The View. I yes. think she was on uh, yesterday. I'll be very honest. I read it and I immediately started praying because I'm like, how I'm going to handle this in my old self would be another split screen moment. But now I really feel like by God's grace, I just started praying. Like, And I pray now the Holy Spirit gives me the words to articulate this. But I think it can be addressed with both truth and grace. And I feel like the truth is what she said. If you took the, her words and you replaced Rosie for Ronald, there would be an objectification of women in the workplace. And so that is disturbing and it's wrong. And whether you're a man or whether you're a woman and you're objectifying women in the workplace, it's wrong. Right. And so I think that's one thing truthfully that I would address with a friend. It's not, though. It's You know, I kind of had a crush on Riz when we worked together. And Aww. then two years later, it's like, sexual harassment. Come on, man. Really? It's, it's silly. I mean, it's... it's Unless it's, you take an issue with the fact that Rosie said that she could be a little bit gay. I bet who cares? Come on. I'm being offended by everything. Uh, crew member who worked on that movie, The Dirt, uh, the Netflix movie by Motley Crue, uh, got electrocuted on set. He's cool. And he's healthy enough. Man, how rock and roll is that? Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Jeff, hell yeah. <laughs> Eventually got it. Or, uh, uh, apparently, he got through it well enough to where he's suing Netflix and Motley Crue. It says he was handing down metal pipes to other crew members. One of them made contact with a power line, sending a current that, quote, entered his body and blew out through his right foot. He if lost you can part of his imagine, foot. Imagine, yeah, he, had, he wound up losing part of his foot, had to be amputated, uh, multiple surgeries, skin grafts, burns on 50% of his body, and he wants $1.8 million in damages. Uh, I would think that insurance would take care of that. Yeah, I would think as, there's uh, no court movie, needed. Yeah. The movie goes. Yeah. What do you need? Okay, here, let's write a check. The guy lost part of his foot and burns over 50% of his body. Yeah. If there's negligence, there's negligence. Right. There was a guy I read... You may need to find the band name for me. There was a guy, there was a guy that got electrocuted on stage during a concert while he was tuning a guitar. Died on stage. Hmm. Like an, died? Died. Was it from the rock genre? Yes. It says the day X Yardbird singer Keith Ralph Ralph electrocuted himself That's on stage. An old band, though, isn't it? Isn't Yardbird? Yardbird's an old band. Yeah. That sounds that sounds right. Hmm. In front of the crowd, like electrocuted himself. Damn. Something was not grounded right and plugged in and boom, dead. I often wonder that about when you see at the festivals of the guys staying up there during the pouring rain. Yeah. Playing, talking into a mic, you know, hey, we're gonna get through this. No, 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 no thank thanks. you. Uh-huh, no. How much power is running through this stuff? No, thank no. you. And how many times you barely touch a mic and it sparks anyways? You're like, God. Oh, yeah. I mean, even in the studio it's, here. It says, if yeah. there's any consolation in the tragic death of Keith Ralph, it's that the former Yardbirds frontman died doing what he loved, making music. 33 years old, was playing an ungrounded guitar in his basement when he was electrocuted and died. Oh, in his basement? Mm-hmm. I thought there was one on stage. Man. Was it maybe like a guitar tech or something? That I was... don't know. I, I just read it. Hmm. Here's a list of 16 musicians who were electrocuted on stage, but <laughs> said Keith Richards... She, don't tell him. He doesn't know. He's dead, but he's, yeah, still, he's still alive. The man. electricity yeah. is just raiding he's through like, his body. He's dead. He's, he's just got stuff yeah. he still needs to do. Maybe it's a Frankenstein kind of thing. That's why he's alive. <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves did something really cool on Saturday. He was on a commercial flight, San Francisco to L.A. It was diverted uh, due to mechanical indication is what it said. So the plane landed safely. Everybody was cool. But it was at a remote airport in Bakersfield, California, which was about 100 miles from their destination. So a lot of big-time celebrities 
would be like, see you guys. Yeah. Goodbye. Call his own people, blah, blah, blah. But instead, he started making travel plans. He got a bus and said, hey, everybody who wants to come, let's do this. And on the bus, he entertained people as well. He pulls out his phone and starts doing, you know, like uh, random facts about Bakersfield, California and oh, playing I, music. I would and think stuff. He would, he'd be doing like stuff about the movie Speed. <laughs> You're on a bus like stand behind the bus. You're be you're on a bus with Keanu Reeves and you're not making speed jokes. You right. gotta be kidding. It was me. more of a van. People who can unload the bags won't be here for three hours. Vans will be here in an hour. So if you want to hit the road and then deal with your bags later, or deal with customer service and get delivered, maybe. This population is around three hundred and eighty thousand. Making it the ninth most populous city and this in California. Is this yeah. awesome. He's got his phone out. He's reading from it. city in the nation. A pleasure to meet you. Oh, good Lord. Thank you. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Keanu. And when, uh, that last part was when people got to their destination. He was like shaking their hands saying, hey, it was a pleasure being with you, blah, blah, blah. And that first audio was from when they were still at the airport and some girl's cell phone. She was like, oh, my God, he's so hot. I saw so hot. last week there was an announcement uh, about a Bill and Ted's mm, three yeah. coming out. Uh, the guy who played the Grim Reaper and uh, number two will be in the third one. I saw that. Uh, I hope it's, I hope it's good. Not going to tarnish the legacy. It'll be fun. Whatever that may be. It's so wacky. I think they can pull The wild stallions. Yes, Tony. I have to send this video to Scott to put on the socials. And somebody in the chat room told us to look this up. So there's a band. Emure, E-M-M-U-R-E. Yeah, the metal, like a Swedish metal band. Or yeah, Norwegian. and I don't know if there's cursing in this, and I don't know how the audio sounds, but Riz, I, I want you to watch this video, and you, this is a video, I'm just going to let you know, you might want to put a pillow down, because you may go down after watching this. All right. The title of the video is, Le Emure Frankie Palmieri Gets Electrocuted On Stage. And he's just here, and he's just rocking out. It's this guy right here in the white shirt with the hat on, just singing, just going to town. Oh, watching somebody die? Nope. Okay. Oh, Ooh. my God. Electrocuted Boy. and see ya. Wow. And I'm not sure who that is. I thought you said M. Gear. Look, the drummer's still going. I mean, he, I don't know what happens. It's something with the microphone, but, I mean, he, Boop. see ya. Good night. Dang. Dude. And the guy who tried to touch him right away pulled his hands back like he yes. got shocked, too. I I'll send a, that to you so you can put up there. I have three here I found. There is uh, Les Harvey of the great Stone the Crows from Glasgow. He died on stage, uh, electrocuted by his microphone. There's another guy, Padrag Djokovic or something from, uh, he's a Slav rock and roll band. He died from shock. And then last year, or two years ago, a lady was singing at a church in France and died from a Oh, that's probably shock. the one you were thinking of. The lady no, that the wasn't no. uh, Speaking of Keanu Reeves, that movie, The Matrix, uh, that he was in, I don't know if you guys ever saw that. Whoa. Did you know that he almost <laughs> did not get that role? Yes. You know who turned it down? I think it was Will Or Smith? not turned it down, was considered for. Was it Will Smith? Smith? It was not. Anybody else have a guess? Who was it? I'll, I'll give you a hint. Will Smith. It was a female. Ooh. Jada Pinkett Smith. No. <laughs> Sandra Bullock. How about that? Ah, yeah. Almost ah. had the role in The Matrix, which was a 90s movie, right? Uh-huh. I found a list. Top favorite 90 movies of all time. 90s movies of all time. I have the top 20. 90s movies of all time. Yeah. And I'll give you, to, to kind of get the juices flowing, okay. number 20 is Groundhog Day. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of what when you want to so throw this list. Dumb and Dumber. So hard. It is. It's. It it's can never be good for everybody. Yeah. Nobody's going to agree with all top twenty. Is this a ranker list? Yes. 
Uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Braveheart 19. I'm trying to think of what came out in the 90s. I mean, it's Dance of the Wolves, Titanic. Here, do do this for me. Give me Schindler's List. Number one, is it a drama or a comedy or an action? It's a drama. Is it? Did Goodfellas come out in the 90s? Or is that in the 80, late 80s? Goodfellas is number 17, 1990. I believe it came out in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, You're right. Do we do have we all seen number one? Uh I I believe so, yes. It's very, very much a uh, drama. 1994. 94 yeah. drama. Forrest Gump. I'll give you a hint. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. And damn it, you knew that one. That's number nine. It, I'll give you a Philadelphia? hint. Philadelphia? No. I'll give you a, that's a great movie though. I'll give you a hint. It's the redem- the redemption of somebody. Shawshank. Shawshank. Oh, oh. Get it from that. Damn it. Number yep. two, Pretty Woman, Jurassic Park. Never saw Pretty Woman. Independence Day. Independence Day. Not in the top 20. That's a stupid list. All right. I'll it <laughs> Braveheart, going from 20. Groundhog uh, Day. Braveheart, Train Spotting, Goodfellas, The Matrix, Silence of the Lambs. Uh, that's good. I recently watched that again. Silence of the Lambs. That's good. Terminator 2. You ever seen Train Spotting? No. Overrated. Uh, did, you see, did you say Pulp Fiction? Number seven. Uh, then we got Terminator 2 at 14, Saving uh, Private Ryan. I always want to say Saving Ryan's Private. Damn yes. it, anyway. Is that 12, uh, 13? Four Weddings and a Funeral, 12. Mrs. Doubtfire, number 11. So now we're in the top 10. All right, if you top can tell. 10 movies of the 90s. Okay, this will be easy. How about, how, about, how about you give us, like, if, is it a drama, a comedy, an action? How about number 10 is, a, uh, is animated? Aladdin. Nope. Oh, uh, uh, Lion, Lion King. Yeah. Lion King, nineteen ninety. Is it Lion King? Yes. Good job, Riz. Uh, Forrest Gump's at number nine. Uh, number eight is a drama about a list. Schindler's List. I already yeah. said that. Oh, sorry. Toy Story is number six, just in case anybody saw Toy that. Story. Yeah. Toy Story. Toy Story was the 90s? Yeah, I think it was the 97. Yep, 95. Uh, 95? That's what it says here. Toy Story? No, look, independently look that up. All right. Uh, let's see. Number five, Home Alone, 1990. Number four, it was about a big boat. Titanic. Titanic. How are you guys getting this? Jurassic Titanic? Park. Yep. Jurassic Park is number three. And number two, 1990. This woman has never done a nude scene. G- uh, Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman is number two. <laughs> I had to give a hint that I knew that you would uh, that you, that you would get. Uh, let's see. What else and do I plus got? Plus, you it? already said it. That it was. Oh, did three. I really? Yeah. Damn it! Anyway. Oh, did he really? Yes. <laughs> hey, Roxy. I remember I said I never saw Pretty Woman. Roxy Music <laughs> is being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, Brian Eno, who was one, their original, I believe, keyboard player. Yeah, uh, he is not going to be there. And do you know why? He's one of two people that's not going to be there. Your band is going to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Their drummer's not going to be there because he can't really play the drums anymore. Brian Eno is only going to, he's about to be 71, and I think it's May, if I remember. Good health, still plays. Why is he not going to be there? He'll be he's, in Cabo. He's into the Hall of Fame. He's very honored that the band is going to be there. Why? He can't travel to the U.S. That is partially why. Do you know why? He's so in love with the earth and conservation that he has told himself he will not fly for a year for environmental reasons, and he's about six months into that year, so he's not going to fly to the States. Well, couldn't he put that on pause and then continue Can that? Can he take a canoe? He could take a canoe or <laughs> Can a I be 100% boat? honest with you? I thought this was a, a huge buildup for a joke that said he can't be there because he's dead. No. <laughs> no, I don't believe he was alive. I was waiting for it. 
Two people aren't going to be there. One because he's he's no longer on this earth, and the other because he can't fly. That band, there probably is a handful of of, of band members that are no longer uh, no longer around. Uh, also, speaking of music, Art Alex Icus from uh, Everclear uh, has uh, told everybody that he's been suffering from multiple sclerosis for three years now. Diagnosed after uh, after discovering quote lacerations and suspicious marks on his spinal cord after he was in a car accident. But he said as long as he does all of his meds like he's supposed to, he should be fine and live into his 80s, which is pretty cool. And I know, Tony, you uh, were big into the Nintendo Switch when it first came out. I remember you being very excited about it. Incorrect. Oh, I thought you my said it was going to be a game him. changer. My, that's me. him. What, what am I thinking of that you could take while you're sitting there and then you get the up switch. and go? Well, yeah, that, that's the Switch. And I said it was going to be... It, it's, I think, it's a very cool concept. I think you said as a game changer, I think might have been your quote, Maybe. to be honest with you. Uh, anyway, they're coming out with uh, two new versions of that. By the way, this thing makes up more than 80% of Nintendo's sales. Two new versions coming yeah, coming this summer. New versions are, there's a, a cheaper one that's geared toward the casual gamers, and then there's a more expensive one that has more enhancements and all that kind of stuff. They're going to make the announcement and unveil the thing in Los Angeles in June. Crabby birthdays, Brenda Song. Uh, she was in the social network. Also, she was on the uh, Sweet Life on Deck. She's 31. Fergie is 44. Brenda Song is married. Oh, she's with Macaulay Culkin. Correct. Yep. Uh, Mariah Carey is 49. Jeff, your Ooh. girl. 15 seasons on NCIS. Pauly Perrette. Oh, I love her. She is 50. Quentin Tarantino is 56. And today's Burton birthday of the day. He is Logan from Logan's Run. But you know him for a different role. Basil. You probably would never, ever, ever be able to tell me who Michael York is. But if I said Basil from Austin Powers, you know exactly what I'm talking Twins about. Basil. Michael York is 77 years young. Today's porno birthday, which is being brought to you by Patricia's Where Fun and Fantasy Meet, is Red Heaven. Today's birthday girl has been sloppier than a backyard with bad elevation during a rainstorm. Boy. In 191 fine films, including The Art of Ass, The Bigger Bang Theory, Wedding Assers, don't hide it, divide it. Also in so many white women, so little time. Double parked, bumper to bumper. Just between us ladies. And who can forget her unforgettable rule in... Aw, oh, damn it, my wife is a whore. <laughs> Red Heaven is 39 years old. That's your porno birthday, your crabby birthday, and that is your crap on celebrities. Hello there, podcasters. You know it, spring is here and we're getting outside and we're grilling and we're just hanging out on our decks. What, you don't have a deck? Maybe your neighbor's got a deck, and maybe you have Deck Envy. Yes, call the best company around. The only company I trust with my home, my biggest investment, my family, Chesterfield Fence and Deck. Celebrating 50 years in business, they've been one of St. Louis's top names in home improvement with a commitment to put quality and professionalism first in every single thing they do. Fences and decks and sunrooms and screen rooms and patios and retaining walls. A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Better Business Bureau Torch Award winner. SBA family-owned Small Business of the Year. And they also got the Big 50 Award featured in Remodeling Magazine. And that honors the top 50 remodelers in the country. Recognizes the industry's best and brightest. That's Chesterfield Fence and Deck. Online at ChesterfieldFence.com. After all, who doesn't want a bigger deck? It's Chesterfield Fence and Deck. The Rizzuto Show on 105.7 The Point. You know, talking about sleep, I'll be honest with you. Last night, I did not sleep well. And the past couple nights, I have not slept well. Why is that? Did I forget to cut my toenails again? It's not, listen, it's not the mattress. Oh, Thanks gross. to Mattress Direct, the mattress. Gross, Jeff. Fine. <laughs> it's the freaking real or fake punishment. Oh, man. Come
coming up one week from tomorrow where I'm in the box for 24 hours at the Hot Shots Fenton. You guys are all happy I lost this one, huh? Because you know it's mentally terrorizing. I'm not happy you lost. I'm happy I didn't lost. <laughs> you know, I saw a picture of the uh, of the box yesterday. And uh, with somebody standing inside it for, for perspective. And it's almost, would you say it's almost like an uh, like an elevator car? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. A little more narrow, but yeah. A little narrower than a, than an elevator car. I think I could probably lay down on it. Probably. So I go into the box next Thursday, 10 a.m. That's April 4th. That, by the way, is the uh, uh, car to- uh, home opening day. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going down to Bush, come down to Hot Shots Fenton. Uh, join us. I'll be there. I'm going to stay till Friday morning. And we'll broadcast live that Friday morning, uh, beginning at 6 a.m. And uh, we invite you all to come down there. And uh, Hot Shots will have a breakfast menu that morning. It should be fun. So I've got, uh, I think I'm going to get velvet rope to put around, (laughs) do a perimeter on the box. I will have a security guard with me. (laughs) That's great. I ask that you not tap on the glass while I'm in. The, The torture for me is... Like, I'm going to be in the box. Is it going to be hot? Am I going to be hot? I think, I think I'm going to wear sweatpants. I got to get comfortable. Right? I don't blame you. I got to get comfortable. Yeah, I think so. Uh, sweatpants, you might get hot in there. You think I should do shorts? I think you should do shorts because you got to think there's not going to be much airflow in there. Even though the top is open and there's a slot that's open, Man. there's not going to be a whole lot of airflow. Short, do you, have, you don't have a thong, do you? You could just throw on it. Jeff? I do. That might be, that may be an option. Just yeah. bring it just in case. <laughs> Yes, I'll bring it in the box with me. It's not going to take up much room. <laughs> you should bring the robe with you and then change in the middle of the night when we all walk in the next morning. You're sitting there in your robe. <laughs> morning, fellas. <laughs> with your pipe and the and the morning the, paper. The terrorism for me is as I'm in the box and all this activity around me, mm-hmm. and I can't join in. Like, everybody's going to have a good time. I don't be in the friggin' box. Yeah. Everybody's asking, what if I have to go potty? And they are saying potty. That's the number one question. Yeah. What happens if you have to go to the bathroom? I'll go to the bathroom. Not in the box. I will have uh, bathroom breaks. I'm allowed bathroom breaks. Yeah. Again, in the spirit of the competition, it's not, I'm not going to spend 45 minutes in the bathroom. No. Unless, unless medically necessary. <laughs> I don't want to push. I could pop a hemorrhoid. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah. But you know me, in the spirit of the competition, I will, uh, quick bathroom breaks. Mm-hmm. Okay? Just, you know, there will be webcam on me as well, so uh, we'll give you all the uh, details on that next week. Looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Somebody's asking if there's going to be a podcast like normal if they can't make it out there or listen on the Ray Didio. It's going to be a podcast like normal, right? Yeah, yes. but we're, working on, okay. we're working on all the logistics, working with engineering and... And thanks to Hot Shots for opening up their doors. So that's uh, next Thursday, 10 a.m. Get in the box. Get out of the box. Friday, 10 a.m. You're going to sit there, and someone's going to come in at 5. You get to watch them hang out all night long. You're going to get to meet all the locals that go in there all the time. It's going to yeah. be a good time. Yeah. That's a, that's be a great day. time. Hey, listen, I'll have drink. I'll have food. Thank God it's at Hot Shots, a place yeah. with great food. So I'll be good. There's a blues game that night. Be worse places to be in a box for exactly. 24 hours. Yeah, exactly. 
What's worse, the box at Hot Shots or when Moon had to do, how long did they have to do in here? 48 hours, 72 hours? Full weekend. It was 48 hours. Yeah. He, 48 he, hours. He got locked in hours. Wednesday at 10 and could leave Friday at 10. I think yours is worse. You think so? Why? Because you're alone. You're alone. This play, The studios, well, that old studio was a little bit bigger, but it was bigger. And, like, Moon could walk around. Had, he had the computer. Yeah. He could watch games. But there were shows going was, on. So, I mean, but it doesn't matter. I could watch games, too. There's, there's, I'm talking about he had games. Like, he, he did. I don't know if he did or not, but he could have brought his Xbox in. Um, yeah, the, the biggest thing is you, could, you couldn't bring in as many things as he could here. I, I'm going to bring a laptop into the box with me. There will be a laptop in with me. Where are you going to put it? On your lap? Yeah. See? Yeah. He had a desk. Okay, he brought well, in a cooler with food and drinks. I know you're at a bar. You have food and drinks. I have food and drink. I, you know, there's... there's. Uh, are you, know, you trying to say what he did was harder than what you're about to do? I think maybe uh, his was a little harder. Not at all. Yeah, I don't... I would Why not don't you agree. shut your face? <laughs> I mean, I totally agree with you. Sorry, right? I have a different opinion than you. My bad. I'll agree with you from here on out on everything. You're making it worse. Why am I making it worse? He's trying to make himself feel better I'm by to make saying the other one was worse. This one isn't, isn't going to be as bad. I, I can't sleep at night because of this. <laughs> now, I will reply to you what you would be saying to me right now. It's because it's a punishment, Jeff. It's not supposed to be fun. Uh, I have one of my neighbors who offered to... Uh, to uh, insert a catheter if I need. Aw. Oh, I didn't know Gary. I didn't know he was back in town. Oh, it's so great. Thank you, Kim. No thanks. Nothing better than an in-home catheter. <laughs> <laughs> that is a true thing that happened yesterday as I'm picking the kids up at the bus stop. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys talk about different things at your bus stop. <laughs> Somebody said this should be a dream for you because nobody could give you a hug. See, thank you, glass half full person. <laughs> thank you. And now this. It's the Rizzuto Show. Douchebag of the day. Well, I'm excited about these uh, couple new douche weapons to unveil today. All right, today's douchebag of the day. And I'll just start by saying, this guy here needs to find himself a new best friend <laughs> fast. There is a 28-year-old guy named Ben Winship. He's from... Uh, Swindon, England. And he's getting married next month. And for the past year, he and his friends have been planning a massive bachelor party in Las Vegas. Fun, huh? You ever go to a good. bachelor party in Vegas? No. Oh, I, I have. Fun, Jeff. Fun. Bad. Anything could happen. So they all kicked in around 900 bucks each for a total of about $10,000 and handed it over to Ben's best man to handle everything, which is what the best man does. Handles all the logistics for the bachelor party. But, guys, it turns out the best man embezzled the cash and did not plan anything. Oh, my God. And the cops just arrested the best man for fraud. I don't have his name, but... Wow. What a douche. Huh? Talk about not quite knowing somebody. And as for Ben, the bachelor... He says uh, now he and his other friends are going to be doing an exponentially less epic bachelor party. They're just going to go uh, out to a bar. That's it. All right. They went just... from Vegas. Yeah. To, you know, guys, we're going to go to the local watering hole. So Steve's local, Pub and Grill. Local pub. Yeah. Well, that, if, I guess if it's a local, they'll get free drinks all night after that. Yeah. 
It's not Vegas, Scott. That's true. Ben's mom set up a GoFundMe. And uh, even though a uh, quote unquote cool bachelor party isn't exactly the biggest hook to get people to donate, so far he's raised two grand. But... <laughs> wow. What a douche, huh? So this is for the best man who embezzled the money. Okay. He is our douchebag of the day. Okay. And what shall we do for this gentleman? So here's what the we do. Punishment. So I feel like we should have all the fellas that are that were planning on going to the bachelor party. I think they should first beat him down. All right. Douche. 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 Now, Riz, he's getting away, so I don't know if you know this or not, but the fellas, they brought the brand new douche attack dog. Oh, we got attack dogs now? Yeah, release right. the hounds. All right, release the hounds. <laughs> douche. Oh. <laughs> now, that was just... Suck his teeth into that. That was just an arm, and he's still running, so, I mean, it's up to you, but I think we should light the fuse on, on the douche cannon. Oh, we have a douche cannon now. Here it is. Light the fuse. Really got him. They really got him. I'm, I'm right now. I'm picturing a cartoon with just a hole no, right in his stomach. His, just his sandals are left. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter said I should get a gravity chair for the man of the box punishment. And I look up what that was, and I didn't realize those chairs were called that, but those are comfortable. But he also said leave the tags on so I can return it after. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I've ever sit, sat in one of oh, those. Oh, they're comfortable. Take a look at what one of those are. Very comfortable. A gravity chair. Good idea. But that would take up a lot of the box, though. You could get one of those bag chairs that has the... the Is that just like connected on them? Is this just like springs? Uh, Yeah, it's kind of like an elastic, elastic kind of thing. It's a recliner. They're good. They're comfortable. That would take up most of the box, though. That'd be good for the back. Yeah. I'm thinking of getting a beanbag chair. You know what? I was going to say I have one, but it's been in my garage for like two years. It probably would No, thanks. Yeah. I'll hose it down for you. <laughs> Comes with the mice. You know You know what I just realized? Something Personal that's... policy number three, by the way, is never accept a beanbag chair from a Burton. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Uh, you know what I just realized? And, and this is going to probably something that you didn't even think of, is like eating is going to be difficult. Like you have to eat on the floor. Or on my beanbag chair. Yeah, I mean, but I'm talking about like the actual plate, like, or on your lap, you know? I'm going to be like a prisoner. Like, yeah, just eating on the floor. I think even prisoners have like a desk, you know? Like, they got something. Uh, Tony's got your sports here in just a moment, but um, we talked about this uh, this guy yesterday. Now we know who he is. Uh, the NCAA found the guy who has the perfect March Madness bracket. He's gotten the first 48 games correct Jesus. leading into the Sweet 16. This has never happened before wow. amongst the, the brackets filed officially, at least. His name is uh, Greg Nigel. He's a 40-year-old neuropsychologist who lives in uh, Columbus, Ohio. And he said this guy didn't even realize he had the perfect bracket until the NCAA contacted him. Because he really wasn't following his, you know, it's one of those, yeah. you got to fill it out and, oh, uh, you know, we'll see. I'll check it periodically. 
but they contacted him. He is a fan of college basketball, though, and he, he admitted um, that it was, you know, luck. A lot of it's luck because some of his picks were based on random stuff like which teams, cities, and coaches he liked better. Wow. He also said he looked at the rankings. I mean, here he is in his in his own words. The man with the perfect bracket. The secret, watching a lot of Big Ten basketball. It's a Skype interview, by the way. Uh, so The secret, watching a lot of Big Ten basketball. I always watch Bracketology, you know, on Selection Sunday. A lot of this was <laughs> luck, for sure. I picked UC Irvine to go because we have friends out there and we were visiting them last summer. It's really... And UC Irvine upset K-State. Mm-hmm. So he said, that's why I picked that's why I picked them to win. That's great. Uh unbelievable. Uh <laughs> I didn't expect this at all. People started contacting me yesterday and that's when I found out. I wasn't even really monitoring this one. I filled out four brackets and this was the fourth one that I almost didn't even fill out. Wow. Go with the teams that you like. If I have Tennessee and Gonzaga and then I pick Gonzaga to win it all. Yeah. And and Gonzaga's the number 1 seed. So he's pretty conservative. Through the rest of the tournament, do you do you really believe that he had no idea that he had a perfect bracket? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I I think I think because if he's a fan of college basketball, like he says he is, you go, man, I had that upset. Man, I had that upset. Man, I had that upset. I'm gonna check my bracket. I've, I've filled out March Madness brackets, but you're not a fan, not of, college a fan of college basketball. Though. He said that he's done. He did four of them. I don't, I'm, I don't know. Especially if you did four of them, then you if you did four different brackets, you're at least checking them. The casual person who just does it because I it's be, the office thing I to believe. do. I don't know. He kind of picks like Moon does, though, which I appreciate. This guy is in line to have the most successful bracket. If there's no more upsets. Greg would be in line to have the most successful bracket of all time, if not a perfect bracket overall, which would be insane because the odds of that are somewhere between 1 in 46 billion and 1 in 9.2 quintillion. Wow. Damn. Good luck, Greg. And speaking of brackets, every year to coincide with uh, March Madness, a guy named Sam Gattel puts together his own bracket of really strange names belonging to actual humans. Yeah, the, I thought these at first, because it's Deadspin, it's on Deadspin. Mm-hmm. I thought they were all sports names, but these are just names. Actual human names. So it's the name of the year bracket, which if you want to go onto Deadspin.com, if that's your thing, you can check out the uh, the brackets here. But he's got uh, Jizz Your Shorts as uh, the number one the number one seed. And that's a real name. Huh. J-I-Z-Y-A-H. First name, last name, Shorts. The number one seed. The number one seed, yes. Thank you. Uh, there's also uh, Dr. Uh, Trentington Outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. And these are all names. Uh, Truman Peyote. Uh, General Booty. is. I, think, I believe that that's actually somebody who is a... Uh, uh, college football player, huh. General Booty. Tupac Ismi, okay. the real name in the in the competition. Uh, let me see here. There's Rebel Snodgrass, Ecclesiastical Denzel Washington, Chastity Goochvant, <laughs> Mustafa Tuna, Bear Spiker, the Reverend Piz Butt, <laughs> Kermit Sprinkles, Oh, I like that one. Pope Thrower, 
Price Howard barbecue tree. <laughs> Surrender Nada. Dr. Trent Artichoker. Decide Huxtable. And uh, Lionel Pimpin. Those are all just some of the names in the uh, name of the year tournament on Deadspin.com. Hi, Mr. Pimpin. Are you here yet? If you could <laughs> fill this out. Mr. Pimpin. I like the ones that are just like random names put together, like Price Edward Barbecue Tree. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about Ecclesiastical Denzel Washington? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> how about this? Let's see how you do with this little quiz here. Real or fake? I'll give you, and, and being that, when does... Uh, Opening day's tomorrow for, for Major yeah, League Baseball. Sure get tomorrow. Is, man. So here's the topic, real or fake names. I'll give you a list of uh, former baseball players with ridiculous names. You have to guess if they're real people or not. Okay. Is this a real name or not? Tim Spoonie Barger. Tim Spoonie Barger. Real name, real MLB player, or something we made up? I go real. We made up. Real. That is a real name. He was a relief pitcher for the uh, Braves back in 01 and 02. Then for the Marlins in 03. What about Skosh Maloche? Skosh Maloche. Fake. Yeah, I'll go fake. I'll go Skosh Maloche. fake as well. That is a fake name, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's from the, the Keen Peel skit. Skosh Maloche. I believe his full name was Skosh Velociraptor Malosh. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, terrific Mons the Third. One's uh, wonderful, terrific Mons the Third. I'm going. Fake name. I'm going real. I'll go fake. That is a real name, Jeff. He got drafted by the Braves back in '93. Never made it to the majors, but his dad, wonderful, terrific Mons Jr., was in the NFL. He was a defensive back for the 49ers uh, for one season back in '78. Wonderful Junior's other son, Mario Mons, also plays in the NFL. Oh, I guess he was in the NFL from 01 to 04. Uh, how about uh, Pickles Dillhofer? Real or fake, fake. name? Man, that's Pickles actually sounds Dillhofer. Real. That actually sounds familiar, I'll but go I'm going to say fake. Real name. Yes. Pickles Dillhofer. Uh, real name, full name, William Martin Dillhofer. Uh, he went by Pickles. Played for the Cubs, Phillies, and Cardinals. From 1917 to 1921. How about Bud Weiser? First name Bud, last name Weiser. Nope. I want to say fake. Because uh, I've seen that card. Now I can't. Bud I'm going to go real. Like First name Bud, last name Weiser. I'm going to say fake. Real name. Jesus. Damn. Yeah, because I've seen that card, but I'm like, was it fake or is it real? He played a total right. of 41 games with the Phillies from 1915 to 1916. His full name was Harry Budson Weiser, but he mm. went by Bud. <laughs> That's so funny. You guys, uh, you guys remember this little skit, right? Vegetarian Jeffrey Finn, Texas A&M. The Gluster Hot Dunkin' Chud. University of Wisconsin. Swerverton L. Gooding Splat. Saskatchewan University. Quattro, Quattro. San Jose State University. Shakira Kwan TGIF Carter. University <laughs> of Northern Arizona. X Wayne at Aliciousness. Missouri Western State University. Sequester Grundle Plith, MD. Adam State. Scores Velociraptor Malloy's. South Dakota State University. Donkey Teeth. 
Boise State University. Dan Smith, BYU. <laughs> the Rizzuto Show, sports. <laughs> Dan Smith, BYU. Uh, don't screw this up, Fatty. Sports brought to you by our friends at West County Auto Body, the best body uh, repair, best auto body repair facility in the country. Well, the Blues did not clinch a playoff spot last night, all thanks to Chicago. Blackhawks failed to beat the Coyotes. Uh, Arizona won one to nothing. Now, there are like 453 different scenarios in which the Blues can clinch. It's also pretty simple. Win this weekend and you're in. Well, you know, it's funny. I think I saw Chris Kerber, our buddy, tweet this out yesterday. And going into yesterday's game with the, you know, the the Blackhawks against the Coyotes, Blackhawks win, Blues in the playoffs. Do you root for the Blackhawks? It's a tough one, but yeah, because they're far enough away from us where it's okay this one time. It was funny, some of the responses. I think that the main one was, you don't root for the Blackhawks to win, you root for the Coyotes to lose. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> there is a difference. There is You're a difference. Right, yeah. Uh, so they play the Rangers in New York on Friday night. I saw that there's uh, some uh, mathematician that looked at all the stats and stuff. And uh, the Blues right now have a 99% chance of making it into the playoffs. So it's a very small chance for them to not. Couldn't they, could they clinch tonight? I, I looked online, and, and literally what I said is exactly what they put. There are so many scenarios in which the Blues can clinch. It's pretty simple. Win this weekend and you're in. So all they do is like win one game. And- I'm pretty sure if they win one game, they're in. Now, of course, like Minnesota has to, like if Minnesota wins, then the Blues have to win, and Arizona has to lose, and Chicago has to have a bye that goes to a Pog tournament, and like mm. there's so many different things that can happen. But again, you win this weekend, you're in. Pretty okay. simple. Connor McGregor, he is the biggest star in UFC. Cor- correct? Yeah, I'd I mean say. the biggest star. Yeah, yeah. He retired yesterday, early in the morning. And now people say that they know why, even though his people are denying it. He is now under investigation in Ireland for an alleged sexual assault that happened back in December. Yikes. Now, reports are coming out that McGregor was arrested, questioned, and then released in January. The investigation is continuing, and we know very little details about this. He announced his retirement from the UFC yesterday, and again, his people have made it very clear that it is not because of this report that just came out in the New York Well, and Times. this was after him being on Jimmy Fallon the night before, talking about a fight possibly in July. Yeah, mm-hmm. but again, somebody did bring up a good point. They don't know when that was filmed. Uh, it could have been filmed a week or maybe even two weeks ago, because it's not like it's in in the studio, him well, at the couch, and they're doing all that stuff, so... So he was arrested back in January. December. Well, December. he was arrested in January, but this happened in December. An incident from December, arrested in January, and it flew under the radar. I guess the law in Ireland says that unless somebody's convicted of a sexual assault, the name is not released. That's why it flew under the radar. That makes you sense. You figure then. a star like that, arrested for possible rape, be out everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That was my biggest... I saw I saw the headline, Conor McGregor arrested for rape from January? Yeah. How did that how did that fly into the radar? He's kind wow. of a big he's kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh you guys remember how the Saints got uh, completely hosed in the final seconds of the NFC championship game when the refs missed that completely obvious pass interference how call? How could I forget? Well, the NFL has officially decided to make changes. Yesterday, the owners voted to make all offensive and defensive pass interference calls, as well as non-calls, challengeable by coaches. So we're saying red flags, come on out. And this is because of 
basically what happened in the NFC Championship game. Now, the vote passed 31 to 1. There was uh, an actual discussion as far as just having booth reviews and an additional official sitting up there to his sole job would be monitor pass interference. And he would have the ability to One call guy. down and go, hey, that was pass interference. Or no, 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 wow. that wasn't. <laughs> that was voted down. This was voted in. Mm. Which the other one I sounds almost, the I other one sounds like that. the other one sounds more beneficial to us as the fan because now it's a stoppage where they gotta go underneath the thing, watch the video review. This way is the call comes from up top. Hey, that was pass interference, call it. And they go, hey, after a booth review, pass interference. And it's also one guy's opinion, but I guess it's still the same if you throw the flag. Uh, who knows? That's tough. When it's never go, gonna be perfect. When I they mean, go uh, under when when a ref goes under the hood. Mm-hmm. You know, after red flag is thrown. Yeah. And he's got the headset on. Is he talking to somebody else? I believe so, yeah. he's or talking the replay to, official? I believe so. He's talking to a replay official. And, he, and I don't think it's like the replay official going, well, you know what? It doesn't. I think it's him going, okay, rewind it a little bit. Play it again. Rewind it a little bit more. Play so you it don't again. think he's getting help? I don't know. He might be. But, again, and a lot of people, you know, the people that are for this say, listen, yeah, it's going to take a few extra minutes. But wouldn't you rather take a few minutes the call, and, right. and it be right? Yeah. Instead of the outcome of a championship game. Yeah. Uh, New Arizona Cardinals coach. Who was the only holdout, by the way? Was it the Rams? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 31 to 1. Who knows? Uh, New Arizona Cardinals coach Cliff Kingsbury. He was a former coach at Texas Tech, and he said that he has implemented something. This is something he admitted during the NFL uh, owners' meetings, that he implemented what he calls a cell phone break. And that means every 20 or 30 minutes... He lets his players check their phone. Why? Why do you think he does that? Is it, it's probably because so they can check in on their families, make sure they're doing okay, or check what they're doing in the stocks. No. It's because he says his players are so obsessed with social media that they get twitchy and antsy when they're not allowed to check it in 30-minute increments. Wow. Wow. And that's the, the Arizona Cardinals? That's the Arizona Cardinals. These are adults. Coach. Adults. Huh. Now, now... He said that the average average age in the NFL was 25, which isn't much older than the players he coached in college. And he said that he did this at Texas Tech, and it worked out well. Hmm. So we'll see. Uh, last month, the Canadian That's why Football I give League. Jeff Joe breaks every 30 minutes. Yes. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Can we hurry this up? <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> every 30 minutes, Jeff goes and Joe's just so. <laughs> All right. Constantly thinking about it. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Uh, last month, the Canadian Football League seemed to just dump Johnny Manziel. Didn't give much info. It was just over. And if you're like me, you have zero interest in the Alliance of American Football and probably had zero idea that Johnny Football is now playing in that league. He made his debut on Sunday night for the Memphis Express. He did okay. Three completions, 50 yards, 20 yards rushing. He was only in for three offensive series. But... I know, his, uh, speaking of social media, his wife has been kind of shading him on social media. Oh, yeah. She's really? done with him. She's, she, they're they're, they're done so. Yeah. Dunzo. It's always fun when you say his wife is shading him on social media. Great. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a nice looking woman, too. Oh, yeah, she is. Did you hear why they're getting a divorce? I, she said that he broke vows. Yeah. Vows were broken. Oops. Also, also, who's the big... Somebody in Hollywood came out and said that they should allow fighting in that AAF or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who was that? Because they're like, hey, it works in hockey. And Johnny Manziel said yeah, yes. Manziel's all for it. Oh God, who was it? It was I just saw it too. It was somebody. Eminem. Eminem. Yeah. Eminem wants fighting in the AAF. You're right. Yeah, it was Eminem, Riz. 
Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, finally here, Cole Hamels had a pretty good spring training with the Cubs, and some of it wasn't even in the ballpark. This weekend, while wrapping up his first spring training with the team, Dew was golfing with some buddies and hit a hole-in-one. Nice. Pretty cool. Uh-huh. Less than 24 hours later, this happened. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Call it, Mark. <laughs> back, 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 back. Pretty awesome. Colon one. Hey. Colon, colon, colon one. one. Hey. That's what they called it on social media, Scott. They said, a colon one. congratulations to Mr. Hamels on his colon one. That's funny. That's sports brought to you by Amco Ranger Pest Control, protecting people and property from pests since 1965. I'm Patrico, and boom goes the dynamite. So the whole Florida man thing is uh, in the news again after that Florida man challenge. Uh, yeah. Did you guys talk about that last week? We did not. Uh, we did not. But uh, it was everywhere. So that's where you find a Florida man story that happened on your birthday. And I guess you post it on social media. Mm -hmm. So you put your birthday in and you, and like, so you, you, you put Florida man in Google and put your birthday Yep. and see what's, can you put my birthday? Sure. Can you do it to me? Do me. Do me. Do me. Do me. I'll do everybody's. Do me. Yes. So August 17th, Florida man. Oh, you got to do it on Twitter. Sorry. You have to do it on Twitter. Oh, it's on Twitter? Yeah. Well, I thought it was on just the Googles. I thought it was just the Googles. Yeah. Uh, August 17th, Florida man arrested with two cans of fart spray. Okay. I remember that story. Let's do Jeff's. Jeff, yours is... Florida man runs from police, is tripped by his own sagging pants. These are all stories we had. Scott, yours is... (laughs) Uh, Florida man and woman win $207 million prize. Oh, that's, Never mind. That's a good one. That's incorrect. Florida man high on meth jumps on strangers' cars and serves them. That, oh, that's okay, right. That's, that's a cute right. One. That's right. Yeah, that's and then right. mine is, let's see here. Uh, Florida man sings Don't Stop Believing" on his way to jail. <laughs> <laughs> now, why does this whole Florida man thing exist in the first place? And is Florida really responsible for more stupid crimes than any other states? And the answer is... Well, yes and no. <laughs> I mean, there are there are three main reasons why so many crime stories come out of Florida. Number one, number one, it's really easy to get details on crime stories there. The laws are set up so almost everything is public record. So reporters have quick and easy access to arrest records in Florida, which isn't the case in a lot of other states. And that's the main reason why there's so many Florida stories. Mm. Because wouldn't you say, eighty conservatively, eighty percent of our headline news stories are from Florida? Yeah, I just prefer to think they're all crazy in Florida, as opposed to what you're saying. Also, take into account reason number one right there: Florida has a lot of people. It is the third most populated state in America, behind California and Texas. That's what I. That's what I would have assumed. So Florida has a lot going on Mm -hmm. in general. And it covers a lot of demographics, so there's a wide variety of nonsense happening. <laughs> there's a wide, what do you got going on over there? A wide variety of nonsense? And Florida Man stories are more, are more likely to go viral. More websites pick them up because the whole Florida Man joke exists now. Mm-hmm. Like if the same story happened in Idaho, it might not make national news because Idaho Man isn't a thing. <laughs> and some people Idaho claim... Man. 
there's more craziness in Florida because of all the transplants who move in from other states. You know, the, the basic, very loose theories of people who move tend to be more impulsive, which leads to more bad choices. Mm. I think the weather plays into account too. A lot of people are outside. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to Twitter right now and create a Twitter handle that's North Dakota Man. And every day I'm just gonna post Eon. And that's it. <laughs> Nothing. I think because of the weather, a lot of people are outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cold weather prevents a lot of crime. And a lot of the indoor crimes go unreported. Yeah. When you're outside public, chance of the cops being called, public record. Florida. Well, wasn't there a story? I mean, this was, I think, a year or two ago that said, like, even here in the St. Louis area, like, car break-ins and carjackings go down in the winter and up in the summer, and that's just because it's so damn cold. People don't, even even criminals don't go outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kids are out of school in the summertime, so they have more free time to have fun. Start learning how to carjack? Yeah. yeah. I'm doing summer school. I'm learning how to carjack in the summer. Well, with all that Florida man stuff. There is Udo Show. Headline Hooge. Brought to you by Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. So we go to St. John's, Newfoundland, Canada for today's story. Right? <laughs> After that. Canada man says. Yeah, we had uh, we had no Florida stories for today, but uh, back in July, a 34-year-old woman and her boyfriend went to a Brian Adams concert. And I know Canadians take Brian Adams very seriously. I didn't know this seriously, though. While they were at the concert, the woman left her seat to get closer to the stage. A guy sitting in the front row got into an argument with her, and when he took out his phone to report her, the boyfriend steps in, grabs it, throws the phone. Security quickly comes in to break it up, and they kicked out the woman and the boyfriend. Well, when they got home, the woman blamed her boyfriend for getting them tossed because there was only 20 minutes left in the show. And she wound up stabbing him in the face. <laughs> so I bring this this story up now, even, even though it happened last July, because she was just in court and uh, convicted of common assault. So she will get her sentence in May. But if you stab your boyfriend in the face after you got thrown out of a Brian Adams concert, with oh, yeah. 20 minutes left, has he done Summer of 69 yet? Probably not. I mean, you are today's headline. Who? <laughs> Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Nick. All right, if you were to win, what do you want? I want the disturbed tickets. All right, disturbed. I believe we only have one one set of those tickets. So if Nick wins, there is. Okay. Here we go. All right, Nick. Again, it's made up or Marvel. Alex Power. Alex Power. Is that made up or Marvel? That's made up. That is. That is. I know that's Superman, so. (laughs) Superman is GC. I thought you were a fan. (laughs) One wrong. Next one. Hairball. Is Hairball a made-up or Marvel character? Marvel. Hairball is... A Marvel character. I had no idea. All right, one more. Adolescent Air Sky. Made up or Marvel? That's made up. That is. You better stop pretending to be a hero. That is made up. Right, way Congratulations. to go, man. Way to go. Way to go. You win. All right. Hang on one second. We will get your info. All right. We are out of disturb tickets. Scott, make sure everybody knows we're out of disturb tickets. Scott, no more disturb tickets. 
Hey, you guys. No more. Jeff. We have tickets for the sold-out Interrupter show at Del Mar on Monday and tickets to go see Foles April the 24th over at uh, the pageant. Okay, here is John. Hello, John. Hey, how you doing? Hey, John. Hey, John. Oh, John, I've missed good to you hear so you, much, John. man. Here we go. Made up or Marvel? All right, John. Ultra Girl. Ultra Girl. I'm going to say Made Up. That is? Marvel. That is a Marvel. Oh. Stop buddy. it with the that's Superman. I Listen, nerds. <laughs> I know it's GC. You guys are trying to combine universes. That's just stupid. You got a rebound here, John. Here we All go. Right. Your next superhero name is Thumb. Is Thumb a superhero or something we made up? You say bum? Thumb. thumb. Like not pinky, Thumb. I'm going to have to say made up. You better stop pretending to be a hero. Indeed. All right. One more. You get this right. You win. Here we go. Red She-Hulk. Is Red She-Hulk made up or Marvel? That's a superhero. Hang on, John. John is a winner. 314-692-5537. Let's go to James. Hello, James. How are you? All right, here we go. Made up or Marvel? All right, James. Made up or a Marvel superhero, Peter Smith. Peter Smith. Peter Smith. Uh, made up. You better stop pretending to be a hero. Uh -huh. Way to go, man. Way to go. Peter Smith is actually my accountant. Way to go. One right. You know what, Miss? And he is a superhero. Uh, Jack O'Lantern. Marvel. That is. Hey, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Ooh. Winning stuff. Ooh. Hang on. Okay. How about Terry? Hello, Terry. Terry. Hey, guys. Hey, Hi, Terry. Hey, here Derek. we go. Made up or Marvel? Power oh. Man. Made up. It is a Marvel character. Oh. Oh. All right, next. Gary the Gambler. Marvel. That is... Ooh. You better stop pretending to be a hero. Sorry. Also, he too. was my account. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole gambling thing. Before sure. Yeah, Who's Gary the Gambler? Yeah. You will not stand for the gambling. Ga like Gary the Gambler, I'll take care of your money. Nope. Nope. All right, here is uh, Dave. Hello, Dave. Yes. Hi. 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 All right, Dave, made up for Marvel. Here we go. Damien Hellstorm. Marvel. What'd you say? Marvel. Marvel. Yes. One correct. All right, get this right. Win the prize, Electric Ben. Made up. You better stop pretending to be a hero. Wow. Dude, way Just to go, man. killing this Flying game. Wow. One more contestant, and that's it. How about Ashley? Hello, Ashley. What's that? Hi. Marble. Uh, turn your radio, turn your radio down. down. Ashley? Okay. okay, here we go. All right. Last contestant. Two liter. Is that a Marvel character or something we made up? Two liter. Made up. You better stop pretending to be a hero. One right. Good start. Your next name yeah. is Lifeguard. 
character. Lifeguard is, you said, made up? No. Or Marvel? Marvel. Uh, I should have gone. You better stop pretending to be a hero. Oh, wait, she said Marvel? She said Marvel. Oh, she said Marvel. Oh, my. Way to go. Yeah. All right. Hang on one second. We will get your info. My bad there. All right, Jeff, I want you to answer this last one. Okay. This is tough. The Oh, the Orphan Maker is obviously made up. The Orphan Maker is... <laughs> Looks like I got an extra Fool's ticket. Aww. Hey, it's J.B. Smoothie. You're listening to the Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz, which sounds like j which is uh, not cool. That's a great, that's great one. Thank you, J.B. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, Moon and... Just doing that commercial for uh, First Community, and you say pony rides. I don't know what he put that with Moon. It makes me laugh. Do you picture Moon on a pony, yes. or people using Moon as the pony? No, I picture Moon liking pony rides. Okay, gotcha. I mean, really, who doesn't? <laughs> He'll be first in line. <laughs> be first. No, he's back on Friday. He's uh, still on his cruise. I know he's been uh, texting us furiously this morning. Hey guys, how's it going? And listen, we're, we're doing a show here, not texting him back right away. And he's getting buttered. All right, guys, I'll just go, I'll just go screw off that. <laughs> you're on a cruise. You're on Relax. vacation. We're working, you're on a cruise. Right. We're both busy. Fine. Here we go. Let's go live to Moon. There he is. Like a jet ski. Again. I'm a I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> he showed me a picture of the boat he's on. My God. Nice. One of those uh, new uh, new cruise uh, cruise ships. Nice. All I saw was that it's pretty much, there's like robot bartenders. Robot bartenders? Like you go to an iPad and you type in, you want a gin and tonic. And a robotic arm grabs the gin, grabs the tonic, mixes it, and then pushes it towards you. Really? And I saw Moon post it on social media and then asked, do I tip this robot bartender? Mm, good question. The answer is no. no. <laughs> the answer is no. Hey, you're putting regular bartenders out of business. Yeah, yeah man. That's Jerky. a bummer. What happened to those cruise bartenders? Out of work. Uh, you guys were out for uh, St. Patty's Day, right? Did you go down to the parade or anything? Do no. some celebrating? Nope. He didn't, huh? That's your. That's usually your thing. Hasn't been for the past two years, huh? but uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you. That is a, let's go watch floats go by and get hammered. That doesn't interest me anymore. Yeah, well, have you had a drink yet? No, I don't plan on it either. You're now a teetotaler? Uh, I don't know what that means. Boy, but, what a uh, jerk. He's not going to be any fun since he doesn't drink. Man, all the cool people you can drink, look that dude. up. You don't know. You've never heard teetotaler? No. Before? I mean, I, I if if I if I if I do drink, it'll be like if I'm at a business function and mm. somebody has like, oh, have a you know, we're having a glass of wine with the big boss, or if I'm at like a New Year's Eve, I might or a fancy dinner, I might have a glass of wine, but uh -huh. I don't plan on drinking again. So what about are you? You're still doing heroin though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. only oh, in between good. my toes though. Good for good you. for you. That's a good hiding spot. <laughs> Anybody ever bartend here? A little bit, not much. I did for some like charity stuff. Yeah, yeah I did same. for charity stuff. Yeah. That's about it, really. I never was a uh, pro. Never went. I never went uh, pro. Uh, nope. I did some exhibition stuff. No, nothing sure. pro. <laughs> so you still have your amateur status? Just exhibition. That's yeah. it. Gotcha. But, you know, you go to a crowded bar 
And I can't imagine on St. Patty's Day what it was like for, for bartenders. I'm sure hell. Hell. Even a Friday or Saturday night at a, at a busy place is probably hell for a bartender. But it's got to be hell for them to make money, though. That's the conundrum yeah. with yeah. being a bartender. You know, if you're sitting around doing nothing, you ain't making any money. If it's hell for however long you're there, you walk away going, hey, at least I made money. Hopefully. But what's funny is, like, on a day like St. Patrick's Day for bartenders, you know, like, uh, when I was in college, shenanigans was the big bar there. And, of course, during St. Patrick's Day, it would get wild. So you would have to, like, as a as a bar goer, like as somebody that went mm -hmm. to the bar, I would know that it's going to be hell for them. So what I would do is I would walk up and I'd give them 40 bucks right away and I'd go, keep that. Maybe we should go over some rules real quick as oh, far be great. as bartenders go. Rules for bartenders or rules for no, us regarding to bartenders? Rules that you might be breaking as a patron of a bar. Oh, okay. In yeah. regards to, to the bartenders. First of all, rule number one, and I think every bartender hates this, don't wave your money at the bartender. If you do that, you should they be thrown out. hate that. Uh, yeah. You should be thrown the hell out. So just try to make eye contact instead and be patient. And you know what? You might want to smile. That might help. I don't I don't know if this is if if you're gonna break down this list of this is the same thing, but is that also like whistling and snapping? Oh that, that's what am, what am I, a cocker spaniel? Yeah. <laughs> like I think that's it, you know, the whole the whole like you got the you got the dollar in between your fingers and you go, Oh, that's such a douche move. Hey, 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 oh, Hell, like okay. Hey, Tuts, we get it. You're interested you in know, a cocktail. That is, that's we got a power it. move. That's what are you yeah. going to do for this dollar? Right. I've heard so many times the clicking, and, and that that is the that's the one that if I was a bartender, you would never get a drink from me. If you looked at me and went, I'd go. You no, better. What you they say is, me. if they still ignore you, if after you know, trying to make eye contact and being patient, a slight hand wave is okay. Excuse me. Pardon me. Excuse me. Pardon me. Excuse me. And then, yep. then a warning. <laughs> and you're down. Then just a shot up in the air. That's, That's the good. kind of shot I was ordering. <laughs> now, if it's crowded, have your drink order ready. Especially if you're getting drinks for multiple people. Oh, man. Don't yep. be the person who finally gets the bartender's attention and then ask, the, and then what do you want? Uh, you finally get the attention. All right, guys, I'll get us oh. drinks. Such a pet peeve. You finally get the bartender's attention, and then you ask your friends what they want? Come on. And if you're asking for something that maybe not everybody has, maybe have a backup plan, too. And? You know, if it's a, it's a watermelon fizz and they don't have those, possibly, <laughs> at the pageant, maybe, have a backup. And uh, uh, to, to pile onto that, if you sit there and you order, so Riz, you're the bartender, you come up and I go, hey, I need uh, two Jack and Cokes, two Bud Lights, and a, uh, and a Jameson on the rocks. When they walk away and order it, your buddy that comes behind you and goes, hey, man, and give me two more Bud Lights. You're next. Like, sorry, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to pile on this order. When he comes back with all my drinks, he goes, there you go. And then I go, oh, can I also get three more Bud Lights? Uh -huh. Once you place your order, that's your order. Yeah, the order is put in and you can't get to it. I agree with that. You also know where you are, by the way. If it's a regular bar, you know, may, they may not have the ingredients for a slippery nipple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When you're fine. At, when you're okay, at Bud Lights. when you're at Jerry's when you're at Jerry's place, Babs doesn't know how to make a frozen you know strawberry daiquiri, like they don't have a blender. Yeah, they got they got eight bottles of liquor and canned beer. You know that's what you're getting when you're going yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about this one? And I didn't think about this. Don't be a gerbil. Would you know what I'm referring to? Don't be a gerbil. Is a gerbil somebody that just drinks water? No, that's the term for a person who nervously shreds napkins on the bar. Hmm. Who the I've hell does that? that before. 
I've seen that. And if you do that by mistake, you kind of just sit there and you you, you know you don't do, know what to do with your hands. You're unconsciously you got the bar napkins. You just kind of shredding them up, shredding them, huh? That that's a term. Yeah, I'm a label use. a label peeler. Like if it's on a bottle, I peel it off. They say if you do it, don't try to clean it up by putting the pieces in the empty glass. A plate oh. is better, so the staff doesn't have to dig the pieces out. Right. Yeah, because then you're sticking your hand in somebody else's glass yeah. with their mouth and face was all up in. Uh, a lot of people forget this. Stay clear of the service area. Oh, yeah. That's one of the worst. And that's the part of the bar where waiters order drinks for customers. When bars are crowded, people try to order from there a lot, but you're usually just wasting your time. Yeah, that, brass railing, is, yeah, that brass railing is to keep you away, not for you to hang on to and they hug. They will not take your order. They will tell you to move. Yeah. When I was a regular at the bar in college, they used to ask me to sit there because they knew if I was sitting there, then nobody would come and stand around me, and they knew I knew... Oh, they want that you to there post was, up there? Yeah, it was kind of like a, dude, just sit here because we know you're going to have one beer right next to you. You're not going to get in our way. We we are comfortable enough to go get the hell out of our way, right. and nobody's going to stand here and order drinks. So that was like, that was my, uh, that was kind of my spot, my norm spot. Uh-huh. Huh. And mm. uh, finally, and this is not a bartender thing, but this is just a bar thing. When you play the jukebox, play to the crowd. Don't pick a deep track. Nobody knows. Dude, but this Avenged Sevenfold song is 12 minutes long. Try it's to the play best stuff from other people would like to. It's not just about you. <laughs> uh, go forth and prosper. Have a good time, guys. And be responsible. Let's do some news. Oh, yeah. We're going to do some news. And your news being sponsored by Crushed Red Catering. Email catering at crushed-red.com for a free tasting. There was a huge fire yesterday. And I'm, am I saying this right? Carpellis Manuscript Library on Russell Boulevard I think in, that's in it. South City? Carpellis. Carpellis. K-A-R-P-E-L-E-S. That's across from uh, Compton Hill Reservoir Park. Oh, th- this building is old, and most of it is wood, and the fire spread quickly. And about 80 firefighters were on the scene. Firefighters ran in and were trying to carry out as many artifacts and documents as they could from the building. And they had to they had to back out after part of the roof collapsed. Now, this library houses priceless historical documents. Oh, man. Like uh, the proclamation of France's approval of the Louisiana Purchase. Pretty big deal. Yeah. Like the great Soulard discovery map that Lewis and Clark used. Like the city of St. Louis's application for a baseball team with the National League. Like, the, I mean, these are pretty priceless things. So the firefighters risking their lives were running in and out of there, trying to grab as much stuff as they, as they, as they could. But what what I read was nothing was was really damaged as oh, far good. as the artifacts go. Yeah, that's good. And nobody was hurt. Most importantly, uh, firefighters were called in around seven yesterday. Fire was put out a little after nine. Cause not immediately known. But if you look at some of the, uh, I know, I think Fox Two had a helicopter over it mm-hmm. this morning. I mean, the roof is. No good, huh? It's no good. Uh. A couple weeks ago, we told you about 26-year-old Michael uh, Michael Koch, K-O-C-H. Mm-hmm. He's the guy accused of taking nude pictures of women tanning at the Club Fitness in St. Charles. Now the dude's facing war charges. 
three felony counts of invasion of privacy and one misdemeanor count of attempted invasion of privacy after being accused of a similar thing at a second club fitness. He's accused of secretly photographing a 17-year-old in a tanning bed at the Wentzville location back in the summer of 2016. Both locations have high ceilings, and this creepster allegedly reached over uh, the tanning room walls with his phone to get pictures. And Club Fitness has now added privacy partitions Mm -hmm. to the top of the walls to keep that from happening again. But they're asking anybody who thinks they may be a victim, please call the St. Peter's Police. What what time frame was he at the Wentzville location? Does it say 2018? No, I think he was there before 2017. Okay. Because my sister, that's that's their club fitness, and my niece is 17. Like, Well, she's 18 now, but at that time, was she, she was 16, 17. I believe so. Yeah. And my sister was like, and I can imagine, like, off the walls. Of yesterday. course. Maybe she should contact. I don't know. And you can look this up. He was an employee there. Right. Yeah. I, at that, that location wanna, and the St. Peter's I want to say from 2010... To 2017. Wow. Yeah, and, and, you, may, you, may, you might want to uh, d- independently research that. Yeah, he split time. I know f- between a couple of them. And this guy was uploading, I, I believe, like hundreds of pictures. Wow. To these like Russian websites. <sighs> uh, Schnooks announced yesterday they're closing a couple stores. Saint Anne on Saint Charles Rock Road shutting down on May 5th. The Festa store on North Truman, shutting down June 30th. Now, Schnooks got both those locations when Shop and Save went out of business. And what they said was Schnooks couldn't come to terms on a, a lease renewal down in Festus, and the St. Anne store just poor sales. And between both places, 131 people uh, were employed, but the company said they will offer all of them Every single one of them, a chance to transfer to other stores with the same pay. Mm-hmm. I, I saw online that uh, the acquisition of the Shop and Saves uh, might have hurt a couple of these locations. But again, Schnooks is, is doing things right by offering everybody yeah. an opportunity to go somewhere uh-huh. else. Uh, speaking of Schnooks, they are issuing a voluntary recall for fresh ground beef bought at their Fairview Heights location. The meat may contain metal shavings, right? Which you usually have to pay extra for. I don't. I don't know if you <laughs> if you saw or not, but this happened while you were out. Did you see the Tyson chicken? Like, what was it? Seventy thousand pounds. Yeah, seventy thousand. Seventy thousand pounds what? of frozen chicken tenders. Same thing. Metal. Had metal, metal shavings, shavings yeah. in it. Although huh. we didn't have the super sweet joke about the metal being extra. We did not. So I think I did make a reference that it doesn't bother me. I would still house those chicken tenders. What kind of metal was it? I think it was light metal. Was it heavy metal? Heavy metal. saying if you bought any variety of fresh ground beef from the store on Lincoln Highway between 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock Monday, just bring it back. Full refund or exchange. Nobody's gotten sick. And this is just at the Fairview Heights, Schnooks. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm 
going to request that we do this from here on out. Anytime there is a food recall that involved metal shavings, from now on, you just have to say that it includes, for example, the Fairview Heights location has ground beef that has uh, <laughs> motorhead inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> I say a good way to check it is uh, rub a magnet over it or take it to the airport through the screener. See, yes, it goes yes. off. I like to run my ground beef. I like to wand my ground beef. Yes. See if it helps. Yes. Did you what, season it yet? <laughs> All right, I'm going to wand it and then I'll season it and then we'll be we ready need to your go. Keys and finally, the- uh, <laughs> locally, did. Did you guys see that video making the rounds of that wrong way crash on 55? Yeah. Oh, it's, man. It's, it's bad. I did not. You didn't see it? Uh, Pull it up for Jeff. Jeff, I'm going to pull it up for you, okay? Hey, when you're done with that, will you do me a favor? So, and, and post us on the socials, uh, Scott. Okay. Uh, the guy who took the video cruising on 55 near Bates, Monday afternoon around 2, when he sees a black car driving the wrong way on northbound 55. Okay, so this was off the highway in the woods. Jeff, this is an advertisement, oh, so oh, okay. knock it off. That's a progressive insurance commercial, Jeff. <laughs> is the lady from Progressive okay after this? Sometimes, don't you just want to smack him? Like right now? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, guys driving on uh, 55, taking the video. Another guy going the wrong way. Oh, boy. And uh, collides with a... Is it a van? Collides with a van. Yeah, a white wow. van. Yeah, the video shows this black car on the shoulder near the median, passing a couple cars going the other way before colliding with this white van. Damn. Luckily, nobody was killed. Cops said they got calls about the car and were able to get the driver into custody after the accident, unfortunately. But uh, the driver, 42-year-old Joseph DeFan, charged with reckless driving, improper lane use. I want to know what this is. And look this up. Violation of financial responsibility. Is that no insurance? I bet that's no insurance. Yeah. Wouldn't you think? Violation of financial responsibility. It is a law that requires you to prove you have enough money saved to pay for damages resulting from a car accident. That's insurance. States with this type of law may not require that you have insurance or other proof of financial responsibility at the time of your vehicle registration. So when you register your vehicle, maybe you don't have to provide insurance, but you have to provide the necessary... Or you have to have enough money to cover an accident in case it happens. Since you don't have insurance, yeah. Uh, He was also charged with driving without a proper license. In other words, this guy should not have been on the road. Right. Luckily, nobody was killed. That We always talk about that being the nightmare. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, because they don't even talk about what happened to the fellow or person driving the van. I think he's all right. That's amazing. That's a pure miracle. Well, you then. see, they tried to swerve out of the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just kind of clipped it. I mean, it was, a, it was a horrible accident. It really mm. was. It was about a foot away from being head on. Oh, my God. I get a douche chill even just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. The Rizzuto Show. Want to go to the mall? Totally. <laughs> Get a euro. Hey, crazy twist to that Jussie Smollett, uh, Smollett case. I don't know if you saw that yesterday. Prosecutors dropped all charges. And people are pissed. People are pissed, including the mayor of Chicago and the, the police superintendent. So the state's attorney's office said, quote, after reviewing all the facts and circumstances of the case, including Mr. Smollett's volunteer service in the community and agreement to forfeit his bond to the city of Chicago, we believe this outcome is a just disposition and appropriate resolution to this case. This, by the way, does not mean he is innocent. It just means there's not enough evidence to prove that he's guilty. 
No, they just figure forfeiting his bond and doing volunteer service, coupled with the fact that he has a clean record, was enough to lay this to rest. Yeah, what I read was that's what he would have probably gotten anyway. Is, but he doesn't have to admit guilt, and the right. case is sealed. That's what I'm saying. Uh, what I'm trying to figure out why they did this. Nobody is, knows. Is that, hey, he may have gotten community service anyway. He does community service. I've heard that community service was like a one- or two-day thing that he did one time I'll anyway. tell you about that. It was a joke. Ugh. Well, one guy from the state's attorney's office even told CBS he doesn't think he's innocent. And this is from the office that let him go, basically. Does dropping the charges vindicate him? No. Does it exonerate him? No. Do you believe that he is innocent? I do not believe he's innocent. So you believe he's guilty? Yes. So why drop the charges? Based on all the facts and circumstances, based on his lack of criminal background. I mean, we defer or do alternative prosecutions. In the last two years, we've done it on 5,700 other felony cases. Huh. All that money wasted. Mm. All those man hours that went into... Into this before the grand jury said, "Yep, this guy is, is it should be going to trial." I guess it pays the nose people or no people, you know. So shady. Mm-hmm. And that, that that police officer, whoever that guy was, it was a captain, whoever he was. Uh, it's a police superintendent. Certainly did not. He sounded like he was saying things that he was told to say, and he wanted to say so much more, didn't it? Oh, uh, the police superintendent. Like, yeah, he sounded very upset, very pissed. Yeah. So uh, he reportedly uh, did a whopping two days of community service for allegedly, you know. Uh, uh, staging a hate crime, he uh, he stuffed some envelopes for uh, for charity and and worked at a bookstore for a couple hours. Would they let him mail things? Yeah. Ooh, that's dangerous. As I mentioned, the the Chicago mayor Rahm Emanuel called it a whitewash of justice. While the police superintendent Eddie Johnson said Jussie owes the city an apology. Here's the uh, here's the mayor. This is without a doubt. A whitewash of justice and sends a clear message that if you're in a position of influence and power, you'll get treated one way. Other people will be treated another way. There is no accountability then in the system. It is wrong. Full stop. Wow. And by the way, that apology that the superintendent wants, that's not coming anytime soon. Because Jesse and his legal team said he didn't make up the hate crime. He's dug in. He told, in fact, Jesse told reporters, I've been truthful and consistent on every level since day one. Now I'd like nothing more than to get back to work and move on with my life. But make no mistake, I will always continue to fight for justice, equality, and betterment of marginalized people everywhere. You know what he's going to do? He's going to be out there with OJ looking for the real killers. Probably, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) OJ's going to help him find the real people that assaulted him. And in return, Jesse's going to help OJ find the, the killers of Nicole and Ron. It's a great Perfect. Thanks, idea. Jesse. Perfect. You think, I mean, this guy, I mean, his life is over, right? I mean, like, he, he's not going to be able to go through Chicago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't think the general public will do anything? Like, like nah. give him crap or oh, everywhere he goes? All these, I don't know if you looked on Twitter, but all these celebrities are like, told you so. Yeah. The, oh, really? The, the cast, his, his old uh, workmates from Empire were all like, yeah. Yeah, we knew Even it. the writers the of Empire were kind of, you know, goading the police department up there. I mean, it's if you have a level head, you know what's going on here. Yeah. But it proves he's a great actor. Hmm. Is he? Well, um, the guy wrote a check to the people who, quote unquote, assaulted him. But in the memo, it said for workout purposes. So that's probably what it was for. Well, you know, the mayor and superintendent, uh, mayor and police superintendent uh, are, uh, you know, particularly upset that, that Jussie isn't copping to anything. Quote, if you want to say you're innocent, you take your day in court. 
I would never hide behind a broker deal. I don't so, think you're guilty. You open your trunk. There's that. Uh, there was another, we'll call it little incident, with one of those Boeing 737 MAX 8s yesterday. It was a plane from the Southwest Airlines fleet. Uh, the plane was on its way, actually, to be, because remember, the president grounded all the planes. Mm -hmm. So this plane was on its way to be grounded, had to make an emergency landing in Orlando. The plane actually took off from Orlando International yesterday, experienced a malfunction in the engine, had to come back. There were only two people on the plane, the pilot and the co-pilot. The plane was being flown to an airport in California to be stored there after the president ordered all the Boeing 737 MAX 8s and 9s to be grounded. Six of those planes, including five Southwest planes, are at the Orlando airport. Where are you on the pilot hierarchy if uh, we're taking this one off the shelf? So go fly it over there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this thing may crash, so we're not getting the public on here. So fly it over there. You think they draw straws? <laughs> Probably. Get the new guy. Yeah, Carl will do it. <laughs> or the guy that's about to retire, just in case. Hey, if I say the name John Hinckley Jr., do you know who that is? John Hinckley. Isn't that the one that was obsessed with? Uh, John uh, um, Hinckley Jr. What's her name? Come on. But what What's did he do? He shot uh, or attempted to assassinate, or did he assassinate somebody? Uh, it was, the guy. Was Go, Jeff. Reagan, right? Or not, I mean, John Lennon's? No. 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 That, was, that was the Reagan shooter, right? John Hinckley Jr. was Jody, the Ronald Reagan. Jody Foster. Oh, okay. Ronald Reagan shooter. He's the guy Jody tried, Foster. Thank you, He's Jeff. the guy that Jeez. tried to assassinate President Reagan outside that hotel in Washington almost 30 years ago. Ah, oh, God, I was going to ask you what year it was because I think I saw it. That happened live on TV, right? Uh, was it live? I thought it yeah. was live because I think I was watching. There's video of it for sure. I think I was watching. Yeah, because it was right when he raised his hand to say hello, and then right under here. Yeah, yeah. I, he, I think he I paralyzed uh, one of the one of his aides, Brady. Yeah, yeah. James it's Brady, the crazy video where you see the security. They hear the gunshot start jumping towards it. And you're, yeah, they're. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, they tackle Reagan into the limo. Yeah, and it was uh, yeah the ricochet yeah. Um. You try to assassinate a president, you think, you're yeah, probably not getting out of jail. Right. You know he's out? I thought he got really? to get out to see his family No, or he is crap. out and living happily ever after in Virginia. Hmm. He was just interviewed by the uh, Los Angeles Times, and he said, quote, this is the best I've ever felt in my life. Um, happy as a clam, to be honest. So after being discharged from a mental hospital back in 2017, he lives now in a modest house on a golf course in Virginia. He runs a small antique business, has a cat. How do you get that money? Now, he's been supervised by mental health professionals since he was found not guilty by reason of insanity a year after he shot the president and members of the entourage. Yeah. But he's out. And you think they'd make him move a little further than Virginia. It's like right by D.C. It's, yeah, let's go far a little more inland. From the scene of the crime. Yeah. Obviously, he's still a monster, though. You said he has a cat? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, he, he did it to oppress Jodie Foster. Yeah, He's yeah. out. Jodie Foster was how old at the time? Because she's probably a year or two older than me, right? What This was uh, uh, 81, 82. Jodie Foster's 56, so, okay. I see, I was, I was thinking she was younger than that when he was obsessed with her. All right, here's an insane result for having, from having an affair. Uh, there's a woman in China who recently gave birth to twin boys, and her husband thought one of them looked a lot like him, but one of them looked really different. 
This is strange. So he did a DNA test and found out he was the father of one of the twins, but not the other. And when he confronted his wife about it, she admitted she'd had an affair. And yes, this is possible. It's a rare medical phenomenon called heteropaternal super something or other. Fragilistic. Super. Expialidocious. <laughs> Jerry Springer. Fecundation. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's, it's where a woman releases two eggs at the same time. And scientists say the odds of it happening are extremely low. One study found it happens in less than 3% of paternity suits involving twins. And since there aren't that many paternity suits involving twins, 3% of that small number is a very small number. Anyway, this guy in China is not happy he beat those odds. And apparently he says he only wants to raise his child, not the other one. Man, can you imagine that, dude? That's a Maury thing. And I, I believe, you know what? I, 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 I never to the front door. Your dad's in I here. I believe Maury had a story like that. When I saw that story, I'm like, no way. Only China. No way could this ever be true. And then I keep seeing it, and I keep seeing it, and I'm reading more, and I'm reading more. And I'm like, oh, my God, this really happened. Oh, yeah. Next is triplets with three different dads, I guess, right? Have you ever heard of any of that ever, ever, ever happening? I think there was a Maury story about it. But, okay. Which is real. I mean, come on. Hey, listen, she had two in the chamber. Who knew? Oh, boy. Oh, Danny in the chat room says it's extremely hey! rare. Jokester. Wow. I had uh, recently seen an episode of Jerry Springer. There's no way Jerry Springer is real. No. It might have been back in the day. Still probably not, but still might have been. Like, it is. And, like, I, th I think what it is is like, so email us with your story. And I email and I go, I'm pretty sure my wife is sleeping with my dad. It's a high school play. And then you I show up and they go, too. here's how we're going to do this. It's a high school play. And it's also, yeah, exactly. Because I think I've, it's based on some truth. Yeah, I've read articles before where the guests are like, they're prodded by producers. Like, hey, man, when that person comes out here on that but screen. You know, I don't know, the episode I saw was so awkward and nobody knew what to do with their hands. It was almost like ver like terrible actors uh, yeah, but made see, to look more Hoosier than they really are. Yeah, see, but what I think it is, is I think those people are for real that Hoosier. And I think they are for real that awkward, but they have a story that they email Jerry Springer with or they are approached with, and then they are brought onto this show and given instructions as far as, like like Jeff said, all right, so you, your boss, is now sleeping with both your wife and your mom. So when you see your boss, I don't want you just to yell at him. I want you to go after yeah, him. we're not going to stop you. You do whatever you want to do. And it's their time to shine, too. Yeah. The people that will go on mm -hmm. that show, it's their time to shine. They're not going to waste the fact and that they're on ridiculous. TV. I'm going to throw and I'm going to pull hair and all that stuff. And I've also read like so. It's like, all right, so you're the main, you're the main guy. Your wife has been sleeping with your boss and your best friend. Okay, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to say you've also been sleeping with her boss. Okay, just roll with it. And then they go, okay. Or they say we'll give wow. you a free cruise. No, they do that. They, yeah. Oh yeah, they pay them money to like those stories are not free. It's not just you know <sighs> Jimmy from Arkansas comes in and says that he loves watching his sister work at the strip it club. They get paid for that. Wait a minute, I if they get Jerry paid, Springer in so long, and I watched. I'm pretty it, sure. I said, wow. If if they get paid for it, then I then damn sure they're they're acting more than you know they start with reality and then fluff it up because yeah. what if they get a second appearance or something? They get paid again. It's I'll bet their you time say, to be a reality makes, star. If this makes air, we'll give you ten grand or we'll give you. You know, we'll give you a free trip. I think my favorite one is the lady that was uh, afraid of pickles. Remember the big pickle tray? That's, that that's Maury. Was that Maury? Oh, he does the gosh. I'm afraid of stories, the phobias. Here we go. <laughs> 
Larry Lee Lester, April okay. 19th, 2018. 17 years ago, I appeared on Jerry Springer, and at the time, it was all true. Everything that I was on there for my exes, which was then my girlfriend, her boyfriend, one or two back, and he begged for me to come back, too. Yes, we did get into it, and then later on, they called and said, hey, you guys did so great, we want to bring you back, and we will pay you to be on the show. And we will pay you even more if you answer the questions the way that we want you to answer them. He said, at that time, I had gotten over everything, and I had moved on with my life, so I said no. And they begged and begged and begged because we were a very popular episode. Unfortunately, I wanted nothing to do with it. The others were all in, but the show didn't work without me. They were they were going to compensate me for all of my work. Huh. So do you post those videos on your LinkedIn page if you've been on one of those shows? Yeah, I did some TV work. Yeah. And the way they get I'm around it, Springer. the way they get around it, and the way they go like well, that, th- they say like we didn't pay them is they give them a stipend for meals. Now we were on a t- television show, we got a stipend for meals. It was how much? Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. They said this person says I was on the Jerry Springer show. They asked me a couple times to make sure I was Here's at my ten grand for lunch. They asked me. They asked me a couple times to make sure I was going a hundred or even a hundred and ten percent when I was on stage. Then they handed me an envelope and said it was a meal stipend. It was five thousand dollars. <laughs> I loved at the end after after just it was just the worst TV I ever seen. And then Jerry's got to give his final thoughts. And he sits on a stool and gives a and gives and supposed to give some kind of inspirational message. Get the hell out of here. Get the f out of here. Yeah, after they just did a story about Hippo the Princess, the overweight stripping clown. He's no, like, it was it he was, sits uh, down and goes, well, I just found guys. I think the story was I I just found out my boyfriend is gay and he's having an affair with my brother. And then Jerry's gotta give a final thought on that. <laughs> but he means it because he leans forward. Oh, he's on a stool? Thank you, Jerry. Um, she- you- Shelly says, I- Riz would be jealous here. I had a friend that went on Judge Judy and they paid for her flight in her hotel, hotel room. She didn't win. She just got bitched out by Judge Judy the entire Lucky. time. She's the winner. She wins. Lucky. Um, when you were a kid, did your parents give you a credit card? No. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not for me. But I had a friend whose parents gave him a credit card. Like his own? Or gave... Like, his mom goes, here's my credit card. I think it was probably his mom's. Because I had a gas card. Yeah, but you first started for drug- gas. And, this, and this, was, this was like, you are somewhere, you have no money because you're an idiot and you're a high school kid. Use the gas card to put gas in your car. Well, I bring it up because, and would you give your kids a credit card, Jeff? Uh, like, if they're just going out for the evening, yes, but not their own, no. Absolutely not. Like, here, keep this in your wallet for whatever. No. Uh-uh. If they were going, hey, man, I need to go to Target to get some new jeans uh, or, and or, hey, I need gas. Here's the Target card. Yeah, here's the Target card. Well, according to a new survey, 8% of parents say they've given their kids a credit card. And listen, you can't get your own card when you're under 18, but your parents can add you to their account. And of the parents who'd given their kids a credit card, 21% said their kids have used it without permission at least once. Wow. So... Is it a good idea to give your kids a credit card? On the plus side, I mean, they have it for serious emergencies. Mm -hmm. It could teach them uh, responsible spending. It shows you trust them. It might help them learn more about how credit works so they don't make mistakes when they're older. But on the downside, you're giving a credit card to a young kid. Yeah. 
which could lead them to be being more, you know, reckless with money, or they could max out the account, which could hurt your credit score and theirs. Hell, I was I was almost an adult in college, and I remember my mom had given me her credit card to buy something for my dad, and I remember just because I was an ass and an idiot, I used the credit card to buy pizza one day. Yeah. And I was like, it's money I'll never see. Yeah, you know, it, could, like, it could get the kids used to buying things they can't afford. Yeah. Well, I think they stopped having credit card companies on college campuses. I remember when I, the two semesters I went to college, the first week there were in the... Uh, like in a common area. Like in the common yeah. area. Yeah. I mean, just about every credit card company was set up. Oh, man, I want a free hacky sack. Yeah, I'll yeah. sign up for a MasterCard. Dude, in, in college, <laughs> in, in like, did you ever go to spring break in college? What is that? Oh... A frisbee and a T-shirt, <laughs> damn right. Is that an actual Nerf football? Okay, I'll sign up. I will up. sign up for your American Express card. <laughs> I know you did. I know you don't have to be in college to go to spring break. But did you ever, when you were in college age, go to spring break? No. Like, dude, they would be they would be set up inside of the bars. So as you are hammered, they and you know what you know like you say Pretty frisbee smart. and a, frisbee and a Nerf football. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what they would give out here. On spring break, they were giving out big oversized beads. And you know Mardi Gras time, how like valuable those beads are. Mm -hmm. Like, ah, what the big giant beads. Oh, so yeah. these wasted dudes are signing up for credit cards because they want the big marijuana leaf beads. And they'd get them and they'd go, hey, hey yeah. And I remember specifically before we were we were drunk getting there and seeing a line of guys signing up for the stuff. And I'm like, credit ruined, credit ruined, uh -huh. credit ruined, credit ruined. Yeah. Wait, what's the percentage on this? Sixty-five <laughs> percent. Cool. Sounds good. Free nerf, free nerf football. I'll just use it a couple times and pay it off at the end of every month. But dude, no hey, these beats have a magic eight ball at the end of them. Shake it. It says, "Sure, I love it." I know okay. a girl that would totally love those. Give me two credit cards. I listen. I just remember at 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 the school I was at. It was just at literally the first week. No mommy and daddy to say no. Yeah. Every credit card company was there. Yeah. And they, they I think it's it's illegal now. You can't do that anymore. Yeah, you're still getting them in the mail, though, man. Whew. Hey, man, where'd you get that uh, platinum visa card? Harpoon and Harris in Panama Beach? I think. Okay. I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So why does my credit card smell like Jägermeister? Hey, and, man, where'd you get that sweet Frisbee? Well, they're just giving them out over there. The MasterCard guy's just giving them out. And why did this credit card just show? Excuse me. Jeff, why did this credit card just show up at mom and dad's house that says tight jeans 11? <laughs> what is that? This is my name. What's the, I wrote uh, you, it down. You used your name on the card. When I was in college, some of my buddies <laughs> came to town there, and they were in a band, so they stayed with me, and we went to Bass Pro, showed them the greatest place in Springfield, and um, we were walking around. They had the free Bass Pro shirt if you sign up for a credit card, so they all did, and I was like, sweet, I will too. And we uh, got done, and I was like, oh, that was great. You know, we got a shirt. And they're like, yeah, I gave him a fake name. Everyone gave him a fake name except for me. Oh, oh that's a crime. Oh, oh that's a crime. Yeah. yeah, but that's a, what you did is not commit a crime. Yeah, yeah they committed that, fraud. That, that is fraud. That's called that, fraud. Credit card fraud. Yeah, that's crime. All right, good. Crime. <laughs> crime. Oh, crime. Really? crime. Uh -oh. The Rizzuto Show. Is it for us? Donnie Fandango next. Good morning, Donnie. Yo, hey, hey, Don. Donnie. What's up, man? How you hey, doing, Donnie? buddy? Donnie. Very well. I got his number. Boy, you didn't know if uh, Blackhawks won last time? I'm surprised. Nah, nah, I wasn't paying attention, man. We have uh, our, when, when the kids are in school, our, like, window of doing things, man, is pretty small. So, like, I don't even get to the TV 
before from well, before dinner to like after. You know what I'm saying? Yesterday, like, the Blues had a chance to clinch yeah. a playoff spot if the Blackhawks beat the Coyotes. Right. Yeah. And it was a nine o'clock start last night. It was a late start for I guess they were in Arizona, uh, and uh, the Coyotes wound up wind up wind up winning the game. But it was, I think one nothing. Mm-hmm. Chicago wound up winning the game. No. Or no, I'm sorry. No. Yeah, yeah. Phoenix. They beat Chicago. Sorry. Arizona sorry, sorry. won. Yeah, yeah. Arizona um, won. It was the first thing I checked this morning when I got up. Yeah, That's me too. awesome. I didn't even think about it until the last couple, the last few minutes. But uh, regardless of, you know, I, I think the guys are going to clinch here sooner rather than later, playing some really good hockey. I'm very excited. Trying not to get ahead of myself. Not working very well. well I asked you this question. <laughs> and Chris Kerber, our <laughs> buddy right. Chris Kerber, you know, asked this question on Twitter yesterday. And Ella said it's not. It doesn't hold any water today, but last night, were you rooting for the Blackhawks? Could you bring yourself as a Blues fan to root for the Blackhawks to beat the Coyotes? Because if they did, Blues in the playoffs. Nope. But you can't root for Phoenix to lose? I I can't root for anything positive to happen to the Chicago. They're Black not going to make the playoffs, so they're not. It, do, it doesn't matter. Any positive that anything hate with runs that team so deep, so so deep. deep. When I see them still prop up Patrick Kane oh, as yeah. this amazing, he's an amazing hockey player, but the dude is a piece of trash. Yeah, like like for them to continue to prop that. Nope. Why do you start his not. day like this? No, 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 <laughs> two days in a row. No, 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 which, no. which, by the way, real quick, as far as the Blues are concerned, if Vegas wins tonight. Who are they playing? In regulation, they play Colorado. It's a 9 p.m. Uh, buck drop. Between the two of them, if, that's a late one. <laughs> if if they win in regulation, the Blues and the Vegas Knights both clinch tonight. So they so got if Vegas wins in regulation. In regulation. In regulation. Yeah, right. I think so. That's what I heard. <laughs> this is starting to be like Because that. Vegas and Colorado play on Friday. So if Vegas wins, that means Colorado can lose and not pick up the point with the Raptors playing in the NBA tonight against the Heat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. That's right. Okay. It, yeah. it starts to be like the wild card towards the end. Or not the wild card, the magic number towards yeah. the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin it, can't figure that out either. Doesn't it remind <laughs> you of the scene from Austin Powers where he's talking? He's like, well, that means if I go back in 1969 to get my mojo and then I, oh, I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's fun to have this discussion. It really Although is. Although last year, you know, it was a, what, one point? It was a one point difference. One point sure. last game of the season mattered. You know why we're having this? It's great to have this discussion because a couple of weeks ago, we wouldn't have been having this discussion. On January 5th. I, I, I think it's my, I was thinking about this the last couple of days. It's my favorite part about sports, knowing that I don't know anything about sports. Mm-hmm. Because I, dude, I, I legitimately, I think I might have even used that hashtag tank for whatever, the, 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 the kid, the defenseman or whatever, that's going to be the number one pick. Like, I think that that's where my mind frame was in December, that they, that, that they yeah, were at right, that point. Yeah, all right, man, first, uh, get the first pick in the draft. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Dude. Not anymore. Not anymore. And do we even have draft picks yet? But you know what? Not who a first ca- round draft. Who cares? We got a team playing great with the playoffs oh, starting in, ten, in, in two weeks. Well, you got that happening. You got the uh, the uh, uh, season opener for, for MLB tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's a good it time to be a time. sports fan, man. Ooh, I love time. it. I, I really love, it. love the fact that I'm not going to be paying super close attention to the Cardinals because I've got the Blues in the playoff to pay attention to. I can't I can't do Cardinals 100% until the Blues mm. win their Stanley Cup. Yeah, but you still year. give a good 75 he to the Cardinals, the I think. For it. I, I, for, I had a brief for dis- what? 
Anything. <laughs> I had a brief conversation with somebody yesterday. They're like, they're like do you, there's, there's 8,000 baseball games during the year. Do you watch all the games? And I go, no, not necessarily. But the good thing I love about baseball season is if I'm flipping through and there's nothing on, I could stop at the Cardinals game and just go about doing things around my house. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's perfect. There's always something on because of Cardinals baseball. Yeah, yeah but I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for this team, for the Cardinals specifically. So it's going to be pretty rad for the time that they're both going on. And I hope that they're both going on well into June. Yeah. That would be yeah, very, be very so sweet. Fantastic. So awesome, yeah. All right, I got to end the fun here because I got some push-ups uh, to do. <laughs> what? What just happened? You said you got push-ups to do? Donnie's got work to do, guys. Blog and podcast, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. King Scott, what do you got? Well, we actually have a douchebag of the day today. Uh, and we uh, got to use some of our new weapons. Yes, some that. new weapons. <laughs> pretty nice. <laughs> uh, we also have a list of the favorite 90s movies. See if you agree with those. Uh, we have a Canadian headline hooge, which is exciting. Always a thrill. And yeah. uh, loads more on there. Whenever we go to, uh, you know, America's hat, yes. or <laughs> the headline hooge story, it's terrific. It's Up a good day. Up in Newfoundland. It's a good day. 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. Tomorrow on the program, comedian Todd Glass will be here. Yeah. Love Very it. funny Love now. it. He'll be in for the Craigslist Freak of the Week, which Boy. can't wait to get his take on some of these ads, which, uh. We will unleash upon St. Louis tomorrow. Yep. Uh, also, uh, let me see here. On Friday, Jeff Burton is doing a book signing at the Sacred Grounds in Edwardsville. It's a coffee shop. Yes. What a great name. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, seven to nine. <laughs> and people Grounds. are asking if they bring a book, will I sign it? Absolutely. But we'll have books there for sale as well. Great. Thank you. That's uh, Friday, 7 to 9, Sacred Grounds in Edwardsville. Donnie, what do you got coming up? March Music Mayhem continues. I've got uh, matchups all four hours of my show today. On top of that, tickets to win, to see Disturbed, to go to Point Fest, to see The Interrupters on Monday, and tickets to see Foles a little bit later on this month. What's up with that? What's the show on Monday? What band? The Interrupters. Okay. <laughs> Dear Christ. That no! was... So I hate that I fell for I just hate that. Oh, my God, Jeff. You just said the interrupting cow joke. <laughs> I did. And every time you've mentioned it, I thought of doing it, but I was too scared. So, Donnie, I did it with you, and I'm sorry. You hate me right now. We're going to leave it there. All right. No, I actually love you for it. Thanks, buddy. Because that's that's what I expect out of you. <laughs> you did exactly what I thought you'd do. <laughs> All right, we leave you with a selection from our Team Riz member of the day, shouting out Beth Bassin one more time. From yeah, Hot Beth. This is the Rizzuto Show Podcast. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.